too, huh? Go to get your game on. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the stakes and the stakes. Go to get your parlay on. Go to get your party on. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean. Visit theoceanac.com to plan your visit. what time it is it is time for sports take on this tuesday along with Derek gunn barrett brooks i am rob ellis what's up guys how we what's the deal? What's, what's up? the deal what's going on hey, you, hey rob you see uh fitness rebel needs somebody to help her come move now anybody in the chat near fitness rebel go help her move i would help her but see i got this shoulder injury i can't <laughs> what, lift what anything over was. five pounds and but <laughs> i'm there does, with I don't, you I don't, first off where does fitness rebel live we need to we need to yeah. find that out so fitness rebel let us know where, where you're at all right we, we and we see everybody we see her extant she's an extant 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 pa so that oh, is yeah. that is chester county great area those of you not familiar uh which is it's a very nice area it's uh, just out just past westchester uh not too far from Downingtown. Yep. It's a great area. Now I've given you all the geography of Chester County, but it's a great, <laughs> great area. So what's up, everybody? I see Tavern Mike. I see Fitness Rebel, John. Mama Brooks. Hi, Mama Brooks. I see Mama Adam. Brooks. Yeah, and um, she she uh, uh she definitely Mullen. correct. She definitely texted me. Oh, you got in trouble, didn't you? Yeah, I did I did get in trouble. I'm so happy she texted you. Yeah, I bet you are. I see. I like saying. that Barrett was in the moment. I like that he got emotional, and I yeah, like that we can said, do that too. She said, "Don't be one of them people." So that's I'm right. saying, "That's right, right, Mama Brooks. You can be emotional, you can be passionate, but there's certain things you shouldn't you should not say." Uh, you know what? It's going to happen from uh, time to time. Uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, I don't know. Mom, mom was on me though. She, she right. definitely. Well, listen. Me. What you you today? You'll be much better. You're going to. Oh yeah, exactly. <laughs> Not me, Barrett, getting grounded, having to do chores, and you know, and all that good stuff. So, uh, she good get that day wooden today. Spoon, wooden spoon after. You. That's right. Uh, you don't want to me- don't mess with that wooden. She'll spoon. bring her. She'll, she'll take a ninja sword out again. I remember she chased me with a ninja. Well, sword. you were a ninja. You we know that you pulled a ninja move on that poor guy that you were shooting BBs at or whatever you were doing. Right, right. You got all the dirt from Philip on that one. Oh, um, yeah. So, guys, trouble, couple, yeah. couple a couple things. Let me throw this one at you uh, before we get really digging hard you know on the football as we will uh throughout the course of the show so um sons phoenix sons owner robert sarver has been suspended for a year for what and and fined 10 million dollars for insensitivity in the workplace mm. okay uh this has been a a, a long investigation yeah uh that the the nba has undertaken and he has been Slapped down pretty hard. A year and ten million. And look, I know I'm sure his net worth is unreal, but ten million is ten million. And for him to be shown the door for a year, a lot of people thought he was going to go the same way that uh, the old Clipper owner went as well. Donald Sterling. Donald Sterling. Sterling, They thought he was going to get bounced entirely. 
yeah, from owning yeah. the organization. So just uh, for whatever it's worth, just want to pass that along because that well, just came down. I'm not surprised because um, just earlier this year, a high-ranking woman executive put out there about the um, uncomfortable workplace positions. There have been other women, other minorities that have uh, expressed the same sentiments in recent years. I'm surprised it took this long for the investigation to reach a conclusion and for them, uh, the NBA, to come to some kind of definitive uh, decision on this. But, you know, you, you, you say when, when, you, when, you, when you talk about workplace environment, if one person says it, you said, okay, you know. But when multiple people start saying the same thing, right. that's a red flag. Yeah. You know, well, you, you have know, that to, stuff happens all the time. It does. And think yeah. about how many cases where, for women, minorities, they're afraid to speak out because they're afraid to lose their jobs. Yep. You know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and, hey, um, and you were about to get blacklisted also because if they speak out, they may not get another job in that same uh, arena. Yeah, that's yeah. Joe Xander. I got to talk to you about two individuals. <laughs> let's see. Let's see. Derek uh, and Barrett is some nice work with you guys. Rob, <laughs> Rob, I am so and... I am so out of control in the work environment. Let's see. I think it's Rob and Joe Krause. Okay, Barrett. Who else? Who else would you be talking about? If I if I was mean to my employees, I'd be talking to the do- the dog would be complaining or something <laughs> lying around. Here. Uh, but real quick, so here's a couple of the the key findings. Okay, so they they had the NBA, uh, and there was an independent investigation uh, regarding this. Not to get off on a to- whole beaten path here, but just to back up what you guys are saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. On, on at least five occasions, mm-hmm. Mr. Sarver during his tenure, he also earned, uh, owns the Mercury of the WNBA for, yep. for what it's worth. Yep. Okay, so this is with both of these organizations. Uh, repeated the N-word when recounting mm-hmm. statements from others, mm-hmm. engaged in instance, instances of inequitable conduct toward female employees, made sex-related yep. comments in the workplace, yep. inappropriate comments uh, regarding physical appearance of female employees and other women, engaged in demanding harsh treatment of employees, including yelling and cursing at them. So I'm, I'm giving you a little – I could – there's a lot more here, but that's just a little bit of what went on uh, with this guy. That is crazy, man. And yeah. you know what? Ad, uh, Adam's exploits brings up a very good point. Look at Daniel Snyder. Nothing's happened yet. Yep. The that's ultimate cover-up. For years. Yep. Yeah. The ultimate. It's the ultimate. It's the thing that doesn't get talked about enough in the NFL is the way that Roger Goodell and the other owners yes. have, have contrived to, to, to keep him in place for, for whatever reason. Absolutely. Yep. hundred you know, percent. It's the old boys network. Yep. You know, um, and, and boys club. Yeah. And, and, and you know, I, I don't know because I haven't seen all the facts when it comes to Daniel Snyder. But historically, especially over the last seven, eight years with the cheerleaders um, complaining uh, about certain things going on there, front office people, then they tried to um, they tried to change their image. Um, they put Julie Donaldson, who was a former colleague of ours at uh, NBC Sports DC, into a high profile position in community uh, uh, communications department there. They've tried to do some things basically to disguise many of their past transgressions. But the big one is, where's Daniel Snyder in all this? How does right. he keep slipping right. through the cracks? I mean, he was he was bold enough to basically say he wasn't going to talk to what Congress or Senate. He was not going to talk. Then he did it by, what, a Zoom conference or something like that? Yeah, claimed, he, over yeah he, was, he claimed he was overseas or yeah. he was in Europe yeah. on a yacht. He, you yeah. know, they don't, ex, ex, was it extradite or? Yeah. Extradite, yeah. 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 I, that's I mean that's just that just comes with the territory when you think you're richer your money you know goes farther than um than you know justice or or, or even common decency they just do what they want to do as owners I mean that's just just not cool 
Yeah. You know? Well, when you had nobody bearing to answer to your whole whole life or whole adult right. tenure, when you're, right. you know, um, what what do you expect? I mean, the people handle it in different ways. You know, I, I firmly believe if you or any of us three were in that position, we would treat people differently. We would Absolutely. not be a, have a holier than thou mentality. Absolutely. But you know, not just in sports, but in business across the board. Um, look at how many instances we've seen where CEOs of company have finally been fired because of certain shady things going on because yep. they've never had to answer to anybody. Mm-hmm. It's, just, it's just that holier than thou mentality, you know, and sometimes, you know, it'll catch up to you sooner yeah. or later. It may it, take it, five years, 20 years. It'll catch you. That's the thing. Yeah. Sadly, it takes a long time. Uh, yeah. Uh, why? I mean, yeah. I, I don't understand why I act like that when, you know, I mean, just being a decent person doesn't hurt. I mean, it actually does better. People don't think like good, us, man. man. People well, I, don't you know, like I think, I think Barrett, because that's probably who, that person is uh, at at, at heart and they've gotten away with it because everybody kissed that person's ass because they've been the boss. I I can feel you. Okay. Maybe they grew up in money and their parents talk. That's how you, how you do it. And Derek nailed it too, because oftentimes you, you don't want to speak out because it's going to come back on you and you feel like you're going to lose your job and you got to, you got to pay the bills, man. Blacklisted on other companies. You're right. Yeah. You try and suck it up. So anyway, that, so we get more into that a little bit later. Uh, Eagles off today. Tuesday, traditional off day, coordinators meeting with the media, as you would expect, Jonathan Gannon basically oh, said. One more, thing. one more thing. One more thing. I'm sorry. Yeah. I, I know you wanted to. Yeah. But I just thought, yes, uh, rest in peace, PMB. That's, that's PMB was a, you know, a, a rapper that uh, like a singing type of rapper. He passed away in, in, in uh, South Central or somewhere. Yeah, he got in, uh, shot in a restaurant. Yeah, yeah he got oh, shot my. in a restaurant. So, you know, mm. Mm. Uh, that was my youngest daughter's. Uh, that was her. That was her dude. She, she oh, loved man. listening to him. I mean, that, I mean, he had a nice little flow. You know, like he was one of those rapper like singing type, harmonizing yeah. type of yeah. guy. You know, so yeah, real yeah. good guy. Been to the house before. He's been around my family before, especially my um my middle daughter. You know, mm. they did a couple songs together. So absolutely, his passing that. man just goes to show how you know how life is just not looked upon as as as, as valuable anymore. It's you know? not. No, it's ridiculous, especially here. here here in Philly, man, it's just it's ridiculous how how these young people are now going out there just killing people for nothing. Yeah, absolutely that, nothing. Rob, you know, I know. Before we move, on, I don't know why people are so adamant that you be willing to take part in certain challenges. I sent you guys this video. This this uh, now I don't know. I keep forgetting who's who's um, uh, whose Twitter account it is. But here, John Dickerson brings it up. Rob, we're shooting for fifteen hundred likes, right? Now, now you saw the, you saw the. the you the, said that the, to all tripping. Yeah, I, I keep forgetting whose Twitter account it is. They but, sent, they wanted Rob to pierce his ears. When I saw this picture, yeah, it wasn't just a regular going, ear piercing. Oh, I don't know what this gross. thing was. It looked like a, a can opener or something. I was going to be sticking oh, into gross. my ears. Yeah. It's gross. Why can't we just get likes without me like sacrificing <laughs> yeah. body parts? Yeah. Like, <laughs> what? <Are you> really? <laughs> why no, why does it always have missing. to come down to that? Wow, that was crazy, man. I'm, like, I'm either dying hair or <laughs> mutilating my ears. Or, oh like, my goodness! Uh, uh, it made you eat bad stuff, man. Stuff no, really or eating bad eat. stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah but they, they're all over Rob about. They want Rob to oh, no. accept all these challenges. I know. Uh, not, I know it's called Bob three sixteen, right? It's called gauging, but. This kind of gauging is to the extreme. I, I had never seen this before. 
Yeah, I mean, this, I, is, this is gross. Look, oh, it's John, John Dickerson's John, account. That's of course that is yeah, John's it. account, man. Of course. Yep. All right, all right. so John, what are you trying to do, man? <laughs> like, to each their own. Somebody wants to, to gauge their ears, go gauge. I don't want to gauge. I want my ears disengaged, okay? I want them... <laughs> I want them all by themselves. I, I you know, what I, mean? I see that that where they get the lobe and they do yeah. that big sir. Oh my god, man! I, oh, I mean, again, if that's what you're into, knock yourself out. It's not oh. my thing. Like you know that, like whatever yeah. that's called. Oh, yeah, my my son had it, not to that degree, but oh. he had the smaller ones, not oh. the big ones. The small, they were smaller, and I'm like, why? But hold on, but see, but, it, what makes it so funny is is. Is Rob is like the most clean cut, straight edge guy you meet. I mean, I mean, every once in a while he'll put on like a little derby hat or something, you know, yeah. saying he goes out. That's the extent of him. But you know, yeah. he's he's just a straight and narrow type of guy. Would you he say like Opie Ta- Ta- Taylor, Taylor type? That's probably yeah, why they want me to be that guy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. they want me down to earth, straight yes. legs. Yeah, I understand. Yeah, it would be funny. I agree with John. It would be funny. They yeah. want Rob to step out of his comfort zone. Uh, yeah, right, I, right, I, right, I right, am right. a very, I am very um, uh, pattern habitual uh ritualistic like i like yeah you know, oh this time i'm doing this like i it's a, yeah i get it according right. to his wife and daughter he's weird right they, they call me rain man <laughs> oh do you have your cheerios with, with your dry cheerios rain man that's at what least, they say yeah. at least you at least they call you something my kids avoid me like i'm the plague i come at one side of the house they go to the other side of the house i just i just um my son, for some reason, stayed at my house today. Uh, last Uh-oh. night, I don't know why. Uh oh. Well, he was driving. He my must truck. have had to do wash or something. It had to right. Be that's something. what. Yeah, that's what. So he um, he's so he I call him like eight thirty. Hey man, what you doing, man? Just sleep, dad. I'm like, well, I need a favor. Okay, what is it? <laughs> I'm like, no, it's not taking the trash. I need you to take me go get my pickup truck. No, he's driving one of my pickup trucks, and then I want to drive the other one, but I had to get the brakes done on it. I didn't picture that guy. I didn't do the brakes on this truck. Huh. Only reason why I didn't do it because it's a dually, and that's a hard job to do putting mm. brakes on a dually because it's drum brakes. And I've never put on drum brakes in my life. I put you know this okay. on all the time. I changed the front, but I didn't do the back. But I pick him up, you know. So we're driving along, and I'm I'm talking to him. And I look over at the gas can, me the gas thing. And I'm like, the gas light is on. He's like, yeah, I gotta get some gas. Mm-hmm. Okay, all right. We keep driving. I'm thinking that some man he's gonna ask, Dad, I need gas money and totally to get over the bridge to go home. Yeah. And that's what it was. He needed gas money and toll money to get old, so he had to stay here until he asked for the money. And I, that's what it is. You man. can read him like a book, man. No question, man. No. How, question. how old is he? Twenty-four. Yeah. Twenty-four. Twenty-four. Yeah. So it's sounds like he said, right. that sounds about right in my house when they were yep. in the early to mid twenties. Yeah. But this, I, right. I'm glad he did it that way because what he used to do was he didn't have five dollars. Like, oh, I ain't got five dollars. The truck's in my name, so he just, you know what? I'll just pay it later and just go Love across. Throw it. The yeah. So that's $45. There you go. But, uh, you know, you Big Daddy Warbucks, you got it? You got that, got man. It. That's probably, got Barry, you drop $45 on the ground. You just keep walking, man. People Bruh. jumping on like a fumble. I ain't know? got it. I'll put something on it, but I ain't got it. I don't want to sit here and gloat, but I'm glad. Where is he? Where is he, uh, Mr. Um, uh, a Warriors Rage? Hey, didn't D-Gun call Seattle-Denver game being a game that Denver might lose? Correct. You did. You yes, did. did. You deserve props. I, I got to tell you, man. This that is was two games great... in a row. That this is, no, it's three games that he see predicted. That's right. Great call. Right. Three it games. was a great call. Now, now I don't want to go gloat, but let's go back to last Friday when I brought this up. You two sat here and chuckled at me like I was lost my mind. <laughs> All up and I down did. the chat, people like D-Gun yeah. put the pipe down. Yeah. What are you smoking, D Gun? I want some of that. I said, okay. 
I, I was so, like, okay, just you, you just called it, man. You and I, I couldn't believe how good, how good, um, Seattle's Gino defense. Oh, oh, Gino, Gino Smith. Oh, Gino looked Seattle's really good, man. Real, I where they come from, man. Those yeah. boys were hitting last I'll night. I'll tell right? you, you know what? Sometimes you, um, when you emotion can hurt you if you get too hyped. I yes, thought Seattle yes. hit a perfect pitch with it last night. Yeah, like, they did. Clearly, they wanted that game bad. Yes, Gino they did. wanted to show you that he, he was worthy of being a starting core. Like, it was a fun game last night. It was, yeah, it was. It was, it was so we'll entertaining. Get into strategy in a minute, but it was a really yeah. fun game to watch. Hey, Rob, you know what the best part The best part of the game was? After the game, Geno Smith has the answer of the year. Yeah, he does. When he's talking to the reporter and he they said, you know, they wrote me off, but I didn't write them back. Nice. I was like, boom, great line. drop the mic and walk yeah. up the state. Yeah. What that's, he should have just turned tail and right. not right. answered right. another right. question after that's that. That's the yeah. line of the year, man, right yeah. there. That was awesome. Wow. So, all right, I, I got to say, I all do props to you, Mr. Gunn, and to Seattle for winning the game. That was impressive. Yeah. Very. Impressive. What I will not give any any props or love to is Nathaniel Hackett, who what oh, is he thinking about? butchered oh. that game. The end yeah, game, is. you're going to go with a 64-yarder and look, Brandon McManus is my guy. It's a Temple guy. But 64-yarder over Russell Wilson with a buck and change left? Yes, that's Dude. that's the thing right there. Come on, man. Russell Wilson Fourth is one of five. the best comeback quarterbacks in the game today. Look at his comeback re- record, his fourth-quarter comeback record compared to other quarterbacks in the league. I'm betting money 100 times out of 100 on a fourth-and-five situation. I'm giving Russell Wilson the ball because if you look on that final drive, Seattle's secondary was playing off those receivers. They didn't want Jerry Judy and them guys flying past them. Yep. They were giving them the underneath stuff. Yeah. Jerry Judy and was you, falling too. Right? You yeah. left the you left the clock running. Why did you stop the clock, first of all? Right. Horrible right. time management. Horrible. And then your decision is a 64 yard. You needed two. And, you can yeah. run two plays in 20 seconds. They could have picked up an easy 15 yards in 20 seconds. Now I understand the kid McManus has a great leg. He can boom it, but put him 15, 20 yards closer. Yeah, you don't ask him to hit a 64 yard. Well, and as long as his longest in his career is 61. Okay. I mean, he does have a good okay. leg, but man, there, there's two that have gone Dude. longer than 63, I think, in the history yes. of the NFL. Yes. Right. And, right. Right. I mean, so, yep. and let's not lose sight. You just gave up tons of picks. Yes. Paid out tons of money for Russell Wilson, and you have him standing on the sideline while a kicker tries to hit a 64 yarder. And you see how he was just looking? He was just like, Yeah, and I give for? Russell Wilson credit afterwards. Oh, I'm on board with coach. He he, he handled it perfectly. Yeah, yeah. Okay. But you, you can't tell me if you didn't give him some truth serum, he would have been saying, What the hell am I doing on the sideline here? <laughs> Terrible. You know, you know, for years, my dad would always say, NFL games are fixed. And, you know, you know, God rest his soul, he's no longer with us. But, and when that game ended, it resonated in my ears. Was this game fixed? Was it fixed to help Seattle win? For, for, for you know, was it? Because that that was everything that happened. Two fumbles at the one yard oh, line. That's the other thing. Oh, it should have never goodness. come down to that. Denver kicked. Well, when, just, did, when did the shot. when did the schedule come out? Back in April. Wanted, in, back in April. It was after before, it was after, before after the, trade, the Wilson right? deal. Yeah, after the deal. Yeah. Oh, I after believe. the deal. Okay. After so. the deal. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Then all right, because that's. That's unbelievable. They're undefeated on how they got all these trades down. Uh-huh. The first games with these trades. That's unbelievable. The lucky one something. was Mayfield and the Browns. That just kind of worked out. Like, right. Was, yeah. But yeah, it is crazy. I mean, and I was—I already looked ahead to uh, this upcoming week. Thursday night's great. 
Uh, there's tons of good ones on the card. And then we have a doubleheader Monday, and the back end of the doubleheader is the yep. Eagles. Yep, yep. Eagles will start till late 30 uh, Monday yeah. night, guys. That's which is, which, is, which yeah. is not good because I'll be doing the postgame show until 1.32 in the All morning. All three of us will be. Yes, sir. But, but at least we don't have a fifth quarter. <laughs> Thank you. Robert will be sipping coffee at daybreak. Wait, the sun's yeah, yeah. Bro, you won't get home until 3.30. Yeah. <laughs> hey, but, but I'm sorry to laugh is, at you, bro, but I am yeah. glad No, you're not. Me, you're not that sorry. <laughs> but at least, you know what, bro? What's your drive home from WIP? What's it's not home? bad. Half, 20 uh, minutes? 25, 25. See, I got to stay in a hotel that night at the Ocean Casino, which ain't a bad place to stay by. No, stay by the place, way. Right. But I got to I gotta sprint home to a two-hour drive in the morning. You get back from, uh, you. you know, a, a sports you. take the next day. I mean, the good thing is we're going to know our content pretty well. So we'll – Right, right, right. I hear you. I hear you. I'll get off – I get off two hours after the game. So two yeah, hours. You'll be done by 130, 1.30, 1.30 Yeah, late. The two, maybe. Yeah, yeah. somewhere around there. And your drive's um, like what, 20 minutes home? 25? Yeah, 20 minutes. Yeah. yeah. Uh so yeah, so uh so real quick today, uh Gannon, really not anything surprising. A lot to clean up, uh run defense unacceptable, and tackling not good. Uh <laughs> so not much of a surprise there. Um, but what I didn't love is Steichen kind of intimated he felt like the blitz pickup was good. What? I don't agree there. What? Sorry. No, uh-uh. Uh-uh. I think your quarterback saved your bacon. Oh, uh-uh. uh, yeah, he uh, did. On, on a lot of that. He uh, you saved your bacon in two areas. Being able to slip through the gap and pick up as much. 90, what, 96, 90 yards rushing? Number two, rushing. being smart enough to throw the ball away so you didn't have to take additional yardage and losses. Perfect, perfect. Um, I will say this. A lot of the time they were in protections where it was five offensive linemen against the world. We call those scat protections. Right, you but Bear. You can't run those. If they, if you if you're getting a continuing amount of blitzing, you can't, it's not good to, to run those type of um, offenses when you're dropping back. If you're going to do that, it should be three-step drops or – or in the in the Eagles right. um, situation, as soon as he gets the ball, throw it to the hot read, throw it to the slant, throw it to the comeback. Yes. Throw it to the they weren't running plays like that. Yep. So that's why I had a problem with it. You know, not necessarily because they're running. You know, the the, the blitz pickup wasn't good. There wasn't a blitz pickup. Oh, those are hot guys. They were sending more than you could block. So they're hot players. It's great that you have a running quarterback that can go out there and use his intangibles, yep. and that's what saved their bacon for the most part. Well, yeah, Ben, what, it, what about when you go to the sideline as an offense and you talk to the coordinator and you talk to your head coach who's an offensive-minded head coach, and if you know that is Detroit's game plan, giving your quarterback the mindset of, look, when you see this or see this, call an audible so your back stays home. Keep yes, it back home. Exactly. I mean, they didn't make that adjustment the whole but, game. But the gun, yeah. this is the awful part. What? It wasn't just the back. Was, they, they were bringing seven. So yeah. even if the back stayed in – there was That's still true. a free hitter. That's true. You know, Glenn was like, you know what? I'm going all out. I'm not. I'm not caring about anything. I'm just going to go out there and see if I can get uh, as much, you know, um, pressure. Yeah, pressure on as I can. Yeah. The the one guy he pray he singled out, and I I don't disagree. He said Lane Thomas or Lane Johnson, excuse me, played awesome. Yeah, uh, yeah. He did. Handled Hutchinson every time, which was yep. not an easy task. And anybody they threw his yep. way, they, Lane was dominant. So, yeah. But but for Aaron Glenn. To, to have that mindset against the, the weapons that you're looking at on film in A.J. Brown. Now, A.J. Burnham, yes, he got 155, but they lose Tracy Walker, who is one of the best defensive players. 
They didn't care. They didn't change the game plan. No. Yeah, he, they were just all out. They, they were, were just... coming. So basically, you told your corners, your job, you're going one-on-one with these dudes. No matter what happened, keep mm-hmm. them in front of you, but mm-hmm. you're going one-on-one with these dudes. And everybody else, we're going after that quarterback. We're going yeah, after But the good thing about this, we took their best. We took yeah. their best yep. effort and yep. still won the game. Yep. And I was trying to explain that to people. Like, I got a lot of people uh, on my social media saying, like, what game were you watching? How do you feel this? You know, you uh-huh. you don't know what you're talking I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. What do you mean I don't know? I See, I don't like that when people say, I don't know what I'm talking about. What game was I watching? You can be like, well, okay, I don't agree with that. Right. But don't ask right. me what game or When I watch a game, I don't watch it like everybody else. I don't watch it in the aspect of watching it for entertainment purposes. Yep. I'm not watching where the ball goes. I'm yep. watching the dynamics of what's going on, the checks and, and, and balances of what's going on, that's the right. chess play that's going on. You know, what is the defensive coordinator trying to do this offensive coordinator? That's the way I watch the game. So I'm not worried about I, I mean, I didn't know that they could do that long bomb until it, they panned out to it. But what I was watching was the blitz that they threw, the blitz that they gave them on that play. They brought five on that play. Yep. And he was able to get it out of there. So that's what I watched. So when you say, I don't know what I'm talking about, well, all right, let's sit down. Let's talk about cover two, cover three, cover five. We'll talk about uh, 50 front, 40 front, 30 front. We'll talk about anything you want to talk about. What responsibilities of players, you know, what does the corner have on on on, 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 on cover two or man free or whatever. You know, we can sit down and talk like that, and I'm going to see how much you know, you, and then you'll see how much I know. But just don't tell me I don't know what I'm talking about. You can uh, there, disagree with all you want to. But don't yeah. say I don't know what I'm talking. About. We, there could be civil recourse. It's yeah, like you said. Hey, hey, I just I didn't see it. I don't agree with this or with that. Right, you know, right, right. I mean, I'm just cool. The, yeah, people are, do want to jump to you know you're clueless. Or you what are you watching? Like right, that's, right. that's like, come on. Don't do but that I, to me. Yeah, but Barrett, why do why do you let why do you let those people get to you? That's what they want. I why did not respond to. I didn't respond yeah. to. No, it. I wanted to. Yeah, yeah. I, I think you handled it the uh, the best yeah, way. I wanted sure. to. I wanted to really bad. I, so here's what we have today. One o'clock, Jeff McLean uh, is going to be joining us. Uh, Jeff from the Inquirer. Jeff was there on uh, on Sunday in Detroit. So we'll talk to Jeff. Uh, when we come back, we're going to kind of dig into the good and the bad, what we liked, what we didn't like uh, from this past week. Also, you know, the impact of the Derek Barnett injury. And I know people are disappointed in him, and rightfully so, uh, of what he's been. But, you know, that's a depth. You just took a depth hit there uh, on, on your defensive line, and that's – it's it's a bigger deal, I think, that people are making it out to be. It's a so, huge deal, right? You're absolutely right, bro. Yeah, absolutely. Um, we could get into that, and <laughs> yeah. you know, guys who yeah. have to step up, Taron Jackson, you know, among Teron them, Jackson, and, yep. Yep. and Teron, Teron Jackson, some other guys that need to step up. But uh, I also, I'm curious too, Barrett, and we'll dig into this with you when we get back. Just Hassan Reddick was really a non-factor. I know it's one game; you don't get nuts over, yeah. but yep. I'm wondering, is he being utilized right? Does he still maybe not? have all the nuances of what they're trying to do. Like one of the things I worried about, be- I love that they're, the Eagles are going to be multiple and giving a lot of different looks and all that, but that's a lot also for a player to, you know, grasp sometimes it seems like. And I wonder if these guys are fully, you know, understanding every all the concepts of everything they're doing, especially having not hit a lot, you know, where there's, that's a part of this thing. The Eagles were, I, everybody was sloppy week one, but the Eagles were certainly, you know, close to the front of the line, if not in the front. Uh, I- I couldn't, ahead, agree with, I couldn't agree with you more, Rob. And I had said on our pre- and post-game shows, I wanted to see how long it would take for these new pieces to mesh on defense. You know, Brad Berry had a great pick off the deflection of White. 
Right. But the one glaring, the one glaring entity that stood out and we touched on it, but we didn't really get into it was Hassan Reddick. I, I don't want to say he looked lost, but he didn't look like he was comfortable with his role, mm-hmm. you know, and obviously yeah. you don't know unless now, even if you ask him, he's not going to say anything that's going to create any controversy or anything like that, because he told us in training camp, Hey, I feel good about how they're going to utilize me, but it didn't look like it in the game, you know, and you know, uh, Johnson on the back end, you know, only two weeks here, played pretty doggone well. You know, uh, young kid Epps really played a great – he balled out in that game. Uh, but I thought – because they're white. But I just thought with when it came to Reddick, I was expecting a little bit more. I couldn't wait to see him attack the quarterback. And when he did attack the quarterback, it, it did, he, to me, he didn't attack it with the authority that I had watched him attack quarterbacks over the last couple of years in Arizona, in Carolina. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and like you said, it's week one, and we don't want to make too much of it because you still got 16 games to get double-digit sacks. And I've, I've been on record saying, I think without a doubt, he's going to get his double-digit sacks. But for that first game, it was like, wow, you know? You're absolutely yeah. right, man. Agreed, Gunner. Right. Agreed. All right, so let's do that. Let's come back. Let's dig into the good and the bad, <laughs> what we liked, what we didn't like from the game on Sunday. And the again. ugly. And the good, bad, and the ugly, yes. Uh, <laughs> And then uh, 1 o'clock, Jeff McClain from the Yankees is going to be joining us. We'll do some Phillies. We will do some uh, Vikings. We're going to look back at their game against the Packers and kind of what's ahead. There's some injury updates and some some also news, things that have come out today. Coaches are taking receipts. Uh, Brady <laughs> Brady's quite emotional this year. He's missing going to weddings and birthday parties and all that good stuff. So we will dig into all of that. When we get back, you don't want to go anywhere. He's D Gun. He's Barrett Brooks. I'm Rob Ellis. We are Sports Take on this Tuesday, hanging out with you. All right, let's talk about your finances. Let's talk about my man Jim Murray, who should be the guy who is handling them. If you're confused in any way, shape, or form, if you don't like the direction that things are going for you, if you just need a different voice, I got the guy. I got the place. It's Jim Murray, a principal financial group. Could be retirement planning, 401k review, insurance review. If you have a small business trying to set up employee benefits, any of those apply and then some. For me, I left a couple places. I had IRAs, I w- or excuse me, I had 401ks. I wasn't sure exactly what to do. Talked to Jim about it. He put together a plan for me. I rolled them over into an IRA, and it was the best thing that I could have done. Couldn't be any happier. And you could be happy too. Give him a call 610 996 4751. 610 996 4751. You could also email Jimmy as well at Murray, M U R R A Y dot Jim at principal.com. That's Murray dot Jim at principal.com. Go to get your game on. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the stakes and the stakes. Go to get your parlay on. Go to get your party on. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean. Visit theoceanac.com to plan your visit. Philadelphia fans were cut from a different cloth. Born into a brotherhood and bonded to our team for life. We believe anything is possible because we've witnessed the impossible. While we may be from different neighborhoods, come Sunday, we are one and we will be heard. 
Pondley Hockey, official partner of the Philadelphia Eagles. It's the number one news at 10 p.m. Action news on PHL 17. Join Shari Williams, Gray Hall, Deuces Rogers, and meteorologist Adam Joseph for all the big stories at a time that's right for you. Action news at 10 p.m. on PHL 17. I get scared sometimes. Of a lot of things. Joining in. Decisions. The dark. The dark. But I once heard someone say. But as I always say. It's okay to be afraid. As long as you face the fear. And keep moving forward. Wherever you are in life, count on the name trusted in insurance for over 80 years. Independence Blue Cross. Welcome to Pondley Hockey. We've helped over 100,000 injured and disabled workers obtain benefits, as well as some of the biggest settlements in the state. If you've been injured at work, give Pond Lee Hockey a call. Go passionately. Go fearlessly. Go confidently. Go first! <clears throat> Go confidently towards your goals with First Trust, Philly's hometown bank for nearly 90 years, and the official bank of the Philadelphia Eagles. We're focused on getting you over the goal line. So go with conviction. Go with trust. Go first! And go forward with us by your side. First Trust Bank, the official bank of Philadelphia dreams. Oh, and go birds. Thanks for hanging with us today on this Tuesday, September 13th. We are Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network. He's Barrett Brooks. He's Derek Gunn. I'm Rob Ellis. We're talking birds. We're talking eagles. Looking ahead a little bit to the Vikings, but first still sort of looking back at what went down against the Detroit Lions. Again, of course, the Eagles won the game 38-35, and that's really the bottom line to come away with a W. But there were some things that you liked, some things you didn't like. Let's go positive first here, guys. Uh once again, and we know this is the identity in a lot of ways, even though they may be trying to get away from it a little bit, this team was able to run the ball. Uh, you had Miles Sanders running very well. You had Jalen Hurts running well. Uh, they are able to pound the ball when they need to, that's for sure. Um, it was a good running day in general for the Eagles. And the nice thing is you know that's something you can lean on if maybe all else is not really going your way. So once again, still a solid running team. Of, of course they're going to do that. And that's always going to be an ace in a hole. You always got that ace, you know what I'm saying? It's like up their sleeve. Like you're, you're cheating when you're gambling. You got that ace in your sleeve. That's what makes this team um, not necessarily lucky, but, you know, you can always rely on that. But there are some things that, you know, that we do well as far as the weapons we have. I love the fact we can go to AJ at any time and have a big play. And that's, a, that's, a, that's, that's something that, you know, we haven't had in so long. You know, we have got to go out there and change the outlook of the game from the receiver position. We know we can get the ball to him, and I think that's a plus that we we haven't been able to do in so long, man. Even the Super Bowl year, yeah. you know, it, we it was it was it was wide receivers. You know, we we had Alshon, but not to the caliber of AJ, man. 
Yeah. You know, so that, that's bad. crazy. He, he's that the best that. since T.O. Yeah, exactly. He, he just exactly. I, mean, yep. yeah. I, I love how Miles Sanders is running with authority. Mm. He's running he's running with a purpose. Yes. And right. we understand why, you know, and, you know, Miles will never admit this openly because as all players do, they're not going to give the general public any sense that what is said about them will affect them. But I guarantee you, whether he's read it firsthand, listened to it on radio or TV, Miles Sanders knows everything that has been said about him in terms of not being a durable back. You can only count on him in limited situations or for a certain duration of a season. This is Miles Sanders' money year, okay? Miles Sanders, we all agree, is not just a game breaker. He can be a game changer when he gets the ball in his hands, whether he's running between the tackles, hitting a hole or catching the ball in a swing pass, a bubble screen, whatever the case may be, you know, cross your fingers. What did he have? What, 15 carries, 13 carries, something like that. Yep. I don't see miles touches increase a little bit more. He had 13 carries and he had two catches. So he had 15 touches. I uh, think, Oh no, I think they, they're going to have to, um, they'll increase it. Increase, but I'm saying yeah, yeah. He, he had, he had a couple games in recent years where he's had 25, 26 touches. Yeah. I think, I think for him, that might be a little bit too much. And obviously the game situation calls for different things. I get that. I do. But I think to keep him in a safe zone right around 20 touches is the best case scenario for him. Oh yeah. Be quite he, he is a guy you have to preserve. I mean, yeah, the injury yes, history yes. is real. Yeah, no, no bell cow to him. Yeah, no, he's not a belt. Yeah, and that's why. Look, some of that load is going to be taken away by by Hertz, and you don't want Hertz rushing seventeen times, which we'll get into. But he'll, he's going to take some of those, and yeah. Scott and Gainwell are going to get some some touches too. So I don't know. I don't. I don't really mind that that number for my. I I, I, I agree with you, Gunner. You could increase it a little bit, maybe like yes. 15, 16, 17, But that's not a bad. Little formula, I think. No, no, he's not Derrick Henry, and there's nothing wrong with that. There's not yeah. a lot of Derrick Henry running backs in the National Football League. You have more running backs closer to Miles Bill than you do to Derrick Henry. I mean, you got yes. some big backs like Nick Chubb, Kareem Hunt, some stouter backs, yes. But most of your backs, I mean, look at Dalvin Cook. Dalvin Cook has injury problems because he is a smaller back. Yes. But Dalvin Cook is a game changer. When he's healthy, he's a game changer. You know, and that's Miles' category. Now, people keep talking about pay to man. Well, I think the fact that, that because Miles has a limited amount of touches he's going to get, it's going to hurt him in some ways financially. He'll yes. get a decent contract, whether it's from the Eagles or whoever else is out there. I don't think he'll make the money of a Derrick Henry because Derrick Henry, I think, is riding on borrowed time. He carries the ball so much. You know, I, it just, and I can't, we talked about this several times. It just blew me away how many touches Derrick Henry had in eight games last year and almost had a thousand yards rushing. And oh, by the way, then he missed a significant portion of the season because he got nicked up. Yeah, you know, backs you, like that, the Earl Campbells, the John Riggins, Adrian those Peterson, type of backs, that those man, days are done. Yeah, man, yeah. you know, you can't do that to today's backs. Yep. Well, do you you, you think that's why you know because when you look at it, the um you know matchup of the century, you know, I thought was you know Saquon and uh yeah and uh and and and, and him and Saquon won the day because he's more versatile. Right. You know, they 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 they're figuring out ways to stop Henry now. Yes. You know, trying, yes. Well, and, and what do you what do you respect uh, uh, you know in terms of the passing game there with Tennessee? Right. Yeah. Well, see, that's and that's another thing. So, I mean, I, I I look at the backs in the league and I think Saquon is probably right now the best back as far as versatility, everything he brings to the size, speed, quickness, catching out in the backfield and when healthy, I don't think there's another back that can compare with him. And I think the closest guy around that it could be 
Miles Sanders. You know what I'm saying? Mm, I think they cut second in the in the entire league. Well, no, now I mean talking about as far as understanding how to play the and, and the versatility that wow. Saquon has. Yeah. What I, about I, what about Jonathan Taylor, DeAndre Swift? Um, I think Jonathan Taylor didn't have a receiving acumen that uh, that um, Saquon has. Kamara is mm. a great receiver. He's Alvin not Kamar. quite yeah. the runner some of those guys yes. are. Yeah. Um, but yes. yeah. And he's a little banged up too uh, right now. But yeah, so that absolutely, you know, the the running game there, and then some. And AJ, look, AJ Brown, it was what a debut. I mean, what a debut for AJ Brown. Ten catches, 155 yards, guys. It seemed like they were really able to hit up on those slants with him. A couple deep shot, the one in the at the end of the second quarter, but it was a lot of over the middle kind of stuff yep. where they took great advantage of uh, of his skill set. And obviously, he and Hurts have that chemistry, man. So that was. That was big. And, and that's fine because he's one of those receivers. He will get you those yards after the catch because of his physicality. You know, you look at a lot of a lot of today's receivers, even the, the great ones, when they see that when they see that uh those defenders coming to converge, they get down in a hurry. Mm-hmm. AJ Brown's gonna challenge you until you put him down. Mm. Now there's a good and a bad with that because there's just concern that, you know, will his knees hold up? You know, I guess he had a knee issue, which cost him playing time last year. Um, but you know what, you know, don't, he's not going to just take punishment. He's going to dish out some punishment as well. Yes, that sir. play where he, the, that play, where he drugged the guy trying to tackle him inside the five yard line yesterday. Oh, that's oh, that, what that, you're going to get from AJ Brown. That was a 50, that get. was a 54 yarder. Then when he did that, right. He's amazing. I, yeah, I, I just so. like, just look at the guy, man. He looks like a, he looks like a, he's built kind of like a running back is. Yeah. I mean, I'm amazed that I said this to you guys before that, that he and Metcalf, we're, we're in college together, and they're both like Adonis's. Like that was some serious <laughs> recruiting. Man. Whoever, whoever landed those two, man, man. great, great right. work. Kudos. Um, Remember yeah. the pictures that came out of uh, both of those guys working out for the draft? Yeah, when they were in the locker room. Oh yeah, like that was ridiculous. <laughs> What's going man? on here? My yeah, favorite, yeah. my favorite pictures was when um, eight um, DK was talking to uh, P. Carroll, and P. Carroll took off his shirt. In, in his office. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. DK Messi, look at my physique. And, you know, speaking of Pete Carroll, I can't believe that man's 71 years old. He, he does looks not look great. 71 years old. Yeah, he looks good, man. And oh, he, my goodness. He is motoring up and down the side. Yes. Like, that dude jumping is around a, everything else. Yes. Yeah, he's in ridiculous shape. Good night. He is. Oh, my goodness. He hey, is. I'll sorry to get off course. But no, it's okay. All right, up. so let, let's let's jump over here. Uh, and not to say that that was all the good. There were certainly other good. Lane Johnson we mentioned a little bit earlier. But uh, all right, I want to start with this one as far as the bad goes. So Detroit converts on nine of 14 third downs, but six of eight in the second half. Like, mm-hmm. if you can't get off the field on third down, you're dead in that league. That's an awful stat. Same problem they had last year. Yep. Same problem. Now, you have a better collection of talent. And you still have that same issue. Again, first game, the front run, liners didn't play in the preseason. There's a lot of rust there of things to work on. I expect that I, I, I expect to see that much more improved Monday night. And that's that's a lot to ask when you're looking at a Vikings team with the depth of weapons they have that is known for picking up third down conversions. That's going to be an interesting concept to watch Monday night. Will this Eagles defense improve against that Vikings offense in third down situations when Kirk Cousins has so many different directions he can go in? Well, there's a reason why those numbers are so telling on third down. It all stems from their inefficiency on first down. There you go. Because it's a lot of short yards. Yeah. I mean, so you're not, it's not third and 10, second and 10. It's more so 
second and four, third and two, yeah. because they're having so much success on first down. You got to stop that. Hence, that's why we were talking about the big fella coming in playing Davis. Why isn't Davis in there on first down? That should be his down. First and right. second down, he right. shouldn't. He should not be off the field. Now, why is it that he's off the field? That's the question I'm, I'm asking you guys. What do you think? I, I, I think they're worried about his conditioning, Barry. I think it's the money. I think it's the, the people in front of him. See, I think there's bo- a respect look, factor. There's a respect two, factor. Two great yeah. reasons right there. Yeah. Him being in shape, number one. Yeah. Also, 1A or whatever. The money that's in front of him. Yeah, man. Fletcher you, making 14. I know yes. off the top of my head, Hargrave's making a nice salary, About too. 10, I mean, 11. Let me tell you yeah. something. That's $25 million in your two frontline D tackles. You're not going to not have them on the field on first down. You're not. So what do you do? You, you change up the scheme then. To me, you run a, a 50 front. You, you put him – you put Davis' head up over the nose. Hargrave's on one guard. Um, Fletcher, Fletcher Cox on the other yep. guard. Yep. And that's what you run to stop the run. Yeah. But they've got to figure out a way to stop this bleeding. They ran trap play for uh, – over, over 50, 50 That 54, the 51-yard run was a trap play. And they ran it a ton. Right up the middle. That's the easiest play in football. That's what you run when you're in Pop Warner football. Yeah. You run that in high school. Barry, at what, point, is- at what point in the game should that have been a red flag? Because they kept running it third quarter, fourth quarter. At what point of a game – when somebody hits you in the mouth out of the gate on a trap play for 50 yards – at what point should they have made an adjustment? Well, the adjustment is you would think you would make the adjustment with the guys up front, but you can't make the adjustment with the guys up front. They have to continue to play aggressive football. You, they've got to get up the field. But what you do have to do is have your linebackers play it better. They've got to figure out a way to go up and 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 and, and stop you know the angles because because what the what the trap play does. You influence the three technique to get up the field. So you influence Hargrave and Fletcher to get up the field because that's what they do. Then you pull the backside guard and kicks them out. But when you do that also, the front side tackle and, and, the, and the backside tight end, they have great angles on the linebackers and the safeties from those positions. So instead of them waiting to come and get blocked, they got to have the initial burst to get downhill and, and, and meet the blockers in the hole as opposed to getting blocked past the hole. And that's mm-hmm. what was happening. The linebackers have to do a new more as far as stopping that trap play. You would think it will be the three technique. Is more so the down the, the, is more so the linebackers reacting and getting there to clog the hole up. If they don't clog the hole up, it's going to be like a track meet. But you can't make those defensive linemen temper down because it's a trap play. They've got to get up the field, create havoc on run plays, um, like you know, like the zone plays and stuff like that. You can't yeah. allow them to do that. You can't allow them to not be aggressive getting up the field. How? So the question is, where's the adjustments from the coach? Mm-hmm. Well, the coach yeah. has to talk to the linebacker. Hey, guys, you guys got to make that play. I know it's, it's kind of hard, but we, we're trying to – I'm watching the game right now. Same thing. They run the same play for nine yards right there. 51 yards, then they yeah, ran it for like, seven yards. Yeah. They just ran it again for nine yards right yep. here. This is all yep. in the two drives. What do you say to what Dan says, what, what yeah. Sill says here, Barry? We see that 50 front, 10, 10, 10 yards. Yeah, what do you, what do you see? Think? Yes, I mean, exactly. You got to get up. You got to penetrate, man. See, that's what he means by when you're when you're when you're a tilt. That means your body's like this, and you're getting up the field. You're playing up the field. You got yep. you got to get up the field. I asked Dan. Dan, if you got if they're running trap, you guys can't really not play 
you know, aggressive. You got to get up the field regardless. What your scheme is, the defensive line has to get up the field. Those linebackers have to make the play. The linebackers are are the, are the biggest influence on stopping that play because they so got to come in and feel. You're disappointed the way White, Edwards, and or Reddick would, however, were and the safeties. Let's get Dan on here. Let's get Dan on here to discuss this. Come on, yeah, Dan. Yeah, yeah, Jump yeah. on, Dan. Dan, I know you're watching. Tell Xander to get you on, man, because uh, I love Barrett's perspectives. When I sit down and I well, he's, and a, I, he's a defense. He's a he's yeah, a, he's a not get him yeah. on because he'll tell you he's got to get up. He's not worried about the trap play. They don't, yes. they don't pay him to worry about the trap play. They pay him to get up the field and create havoc because on other run plays, it's it, you know it, it's great because now you're reestablishing another yeah. line of scrimmage like zone plays. Yep. You're pressing them back and you're, you're shutting the running lanes off. Yep. It's just it, those precise plays, like those and in, in, in draw plays are the hardest plays for a defensive lineman to to to, to play because you got to be aggressive getting over the field. I mean, we got to send Dan a um, yeah, send Dan a link. Well, I, here's what and I don't my, get. Yeah. I don't it, understand how this went on the whole game. That's what I said. I don't get what. Where's the adjustment? It, it See, happened on the second play, which is the Swift rips it off, and it's still happening, you know, late third, fourth quarter. Yes, yes. So yes. I, 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 that's what that's how I was I was always told yeah. how you stop a draw play how you stop um those type of uh trap plays inside you got to have somebody exactly. from the linebacker position who can read it well and get up the field yeah that's and look have. you know this is for whatever the reason is whether he's not in shape whether it's just because of the price or whatever you got to have your best players on the field, man. Yeah, out and out. Yes. This is that's a little troubling to me. The linebacker can't have... say that he's out of shape. He, no. he can't say he's out of shape because the game had just started. He hadn't even been yeah. on the field yeah. yet. The so linebackers have about shape. Yeah, linebackers have to do a better job of coming down and plugging the gap. Whether it's taking on the guard to plug the hole, <coughs> they've got to do a better job. I thought they did a poor job of plugging the gaps on and those trap got, plays. Yep, exactly. And a poor job of tackling, <laughs> just like on, on the yeah. touchdown. Yep. On the touchdown with Williams, they had him dead to rights. They stopped him, but nobody wrapped him up. Yeah, it had been a three yard loss. Yep. It, but he ended up bouncing off that um that those mistakes. He had three guys there. They kind of knocked themselves off the play, and he's able to walk into the end zone. Yeah, it, those are the at, little things you can't do. Absolutely. Um. So, uh, let me get to another one here, and this is preparation, coaching, because we saw it early last year. 10 penalties, 61 yards. You had too many men in the huddle multiple times. You had false starts multiple times. You had delay of games. I mean, this is the kind of stuff that reeks of unpreparedness. And I'm that's what that was. I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised. You Well, you know what also it is? Because they didn't play They didn't play any preseason games. Yes, yes. They didn't they play. They haven't played well together. No. There was a lot of sloppy football across the national football. It was. It, was, it wasn't just the Eagles, yeah. and it wasn't yeah. just this game. You, yeah. it, it was everywhere. Still, I mean, we're well, talking I mean, about the Eagles. You, when you when you when you're sitting back and you're watching the game and you see all these type of penalties or not getting up to the line fast enough, you know what that comes from? That comes from them not being fatigue around each other, and fatigue was a huge, huge issue, especially the third and fourth quarter. You know they they got out toughed. In the third and fourth quarter, they were getting up slow. I mean, that's just not a that's not a that's not a team that I, I, I thought I would see out there. You know, I do I would think they would be a little more in shape, but I don't think they've done enough to be in. In order to get in game shape, you got to play games. Yeah, yeah. but I'm, I'm 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 shocked that you would say that because you said all week leading up to this game, you expected to be a lot of rust and fatigue because they didn't play. 
in the preseason. So exactly. to hear you say you were shocked, I'm I'm not shocked because I'm basing it on what you said. Yes. It turned out to be exactly what we talked about last week. They didn't have any significant game reps, and they were sucking wind. Sucking wind. And that's something that you can you 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 have to play in order to you have to play in order to be in game shape. Like you can go out there and run a thousand forties, you can be the most tip top shape in the world. Right. But they say, all right, put it most guys, most guys and gals on this on the on, on the stream are athletes, I would venture to say, workout or something. The workouts that you do with plyometrics is totally different from the workouts you do. With you know pumping iron lifting weights, that's right. Yeah, that's totally different from Pilates. That's totally different from riding yoga. a bike. Yeah, and yoga exactly. Mm-hmm. It's, it's it's just a different it's a different way of getting in shape. Each one of those things gets you in shape for doing that thing. Yep. yep. But it's not the same shape. You're not getting the same shape with with um with 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 doing a stairmaster than you would get with going out and running on a pavement. You running on a treadmill is not the same shape as you running out there on the street doing street work. Riding a bike outside is totally different from you riding a bike um, in a, in a um, in a in a, a, bike, a cycle class. Right, right. It's no, totally it's- different. You know, you, your body your body is added. You know, weight when you're out there running. When you're in a, I mean, when you're on the treadmill, it's not the same because it's pushing your legs. Right. You know what I'm saying? You got that resistance when you're running on the ground. It's I, just I wonder. Totally Bear, I'll ask you: do, do you think they're willing to sacrifice some of this early in the year, they as to that. not beat these guys up? Yes. And, yeah. So I mean, absolutely, they, they have to know there's going to be some of this. Yeah. Well, they well, don't. They knew this was going to happen. That's why you didn't hear a lot of the talk. You didn't hear a lot of them talking about being in shape or anything. You didn't hear their coaches say that because they knew this. Yeah. They predicted this. They understood that the only way these guys will get in shape to play an entire game is playing an entire game. Yeah. Now the players see what they have to do to get in better shape to go out there and play. I mean, the the problem is that's this was fine against Detroit. You don't win against Minnesota with all of this. No, no. You, well, you, you know, you look, you lost Derek Barnett on a non-contact play, right? Yep. You bad well, luck. I mean, yeah, just bad luck. You know, you saying? don't you don't beat a Washington team. No, right. With there that you type go. Of effort. There you with go. That type of effort. Yeah, people don't want to hear that. People don't want right. to hear it. But Tackling I'm telling you. was sloppy. Uh, offensive line pass protection, even though Shane Steichen seems to be okay with it, wasn't good enough. Um, you know, you didn't execute. A lot A lot of it after the game, I was listening to Brandon Graham this morning. Brandon Graham was on WIP this morning. I'm listening to Brandon Graham. One of the things Brandon said was, like, flat out, the offense bailed us out. And oh, defensively, yeah. we got a lot to improve on. And in particular, he talked about just fundamentals. They were not yep. good fundamentally. Exactly. So that, that's that's not a you know not a good sign. Now it's it's a correctable for sure. It's correctable. I think there's enough talent. That's the problem. Like you have too much talent for for this to have been a you know the, the lack of pressure they got on a guy like Goff for the team to be able to do what they did to you in the second half with three drives of more than seventy yards for touchdowns and to be able to convert six of eight on the second half. That's a really awful effort in the second half. Which some of that speaks to, you know, maybe conditioning. Like, I think the first drive was like punch in the mouth. Okay, you settle yourself in. Then they settled down. Then maybe they started to get tired in the third quarter. I I wonder. I do wonder what that was. Well, you know, I also say, and it's way too early to even debate this, but, you know, we've we've been glowing reviews on all of this special talent on defense. And I brought it up before. I've seen too many teams where you have an all-star defense, but sometimes it just doesn't mesh. 
Now, we can't even debate that until five or six games into this. You know, we're debating it now. Yeah. We're attributing it to a lack of cohesiveness because they didn't play in the preseason and a lack of stamina because they haven't had game reps. And now that's something to closely watch because I've seen this happen too many times in all my years of coming, covering football. You could have an all-star defense. Sometimes it doesn't fit. It doesn't well, fit. The personnel doesn't fit the scheme. Well, look at Washington. Back when they had Dion, they had – they had everybody, man. Yeah. They had every star there is playing for them. You know, I mean, that defense was put together and it was all world. But they didn't do anything <laughs> against anybody that year. Right. So, look, I, guys, I'm looking at this is the – we're in the fourth quarter. I'm, I got the game on this first quarter, <clears throat> 10 minutes, 12 seconds left. First play out the gate. Uh, they run a little read option with Hurts. He takes it for a first down. He, he takes it for 10. Then three plays later, it's third and fifteen, and I'm watching the pass. Um, uh, I'm watching the pass blocking. Both tackles got pushed back, but they ran them around the horn. But Sayamalo mm-hmm. gets pressed back, and that's why Jalen had to run. And then mm-hmm. I sit back and hear all these guys talking about Jalen. He ran too fast. He should have stayed in the pocket. Well, he can't stay in the pocket because they they brought the tackles around the horn. Right. And then, but then you your your starting left um, right guard gets pressed back. He's getting pressed back. He can't step into a pass. He can't exactly. sit in the pocket because exactly. he's getting pressed back. So right. he takes off running. He gets 15 yards, keeps the sticks moving, gets the first down. How can you talk bad about his play yes. and saying, oh, he couldn't do it? He couldn't do it. Yeah. He, had to, he had no lane to throw. He was doing what he had to do. Exactly. You know, yeah, he I won that game for us. Yeah. And people want, oh, he's going and reverting back to the – no, he's not. No, yeah. no. You give him time, he'll push the ball down the field. Yep. But if your guys are getting their butts kicked up front, see, I didn't cuss. I said, getting your butts kicked up front. Good you work. see your guys getting your butts kicked up front, then you can't do anything about that. Yes. But out this offensive line will be okay. Believe right. that. Let's Believe um, that. Let's step aside, and when we come back, Jeff McClain from the Philadelphia Inquirer is going to join us. We'll talk to Jeff. He was down there today with uh with with gannon and steichen and michael clay the special teams coach so we will hear and he was in detroit of course from jeff mcclain when we get back don't go anywhere Derek gunn barrett brooks rob ellis we're sports take jacob sports youtube network let's talk pro action restoration yes pro action restoration is the place to turn to if you have a home or business and you've experienced the inconvenience of water fire smoke mold damage to your property it is a trying time. It's a scary time, right? But ProAction is around, and they're on call 24 hours, seven days a week to assist you. I've gone through it. It was a Saturday. I called them. They got right out. They cleaned it up. The crew was professional. The price was reasonable. It was exactly what I was looking for, and you will be uh, thrilled with them as well. They are a licensed, bonded, fully insured company. They've been serving the tri-state area for more than two decades ProAction will work in conjunction with your insurance company as well. Again, water, fire, smoke, mold remediation, you name it, they can handle it. Take this number down, 610-623-3760, 610-623-3760. You can reach them online as well at ProActionRestoration.com. That's ProActionRestoration.com. Go to get your game on. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the stakes and the stakes. Go to get your parlay on. Go to get your party on. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. 
Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean. Visit theoceanac.com to plan your visit. Philadelphia fans were cut from a different cloth. Born into a brotherhood and bonded to our team for life. We believe anything is possible because we've witnessed the impossible. While we may be from different neighborhoods, come Sunday, we are one and we will be heard. Pondley Hockey, official partner of the Philadelphia Eagles. It's the number one news at 10 p.m. Action news on PHL 17. Join Shari Williams, Gray Hall, Deuces Rogers, and meteorologist Adam Joseph for all the big stories at a time that's right for you. Action news at 10 p.m. on PHL 17. I get scared sometimes. Of a lot of things. Joining in. Decisions. The dark. The dark. But I once heard someone say. But as I always say. It's okay to be afraid. As long as you face the fear. And keep moving forward. Wherever you are in life, count on the name trusted in insurance for over 80 years. Independence Blue Cross. Welcome to Pond Lee Hockey. We've helped over 100,000 injured and disabled workers obtain benefits, as well as some of the biggest settlements in the state. If you've been injured at work, give Pond Lee Hockey a call. Go passionately. Go fearlessly. Go confidently. Go first! <clears throat> Go confidently towards your goals with First Trust, Philly's hometown bank for nearly 90 years, and the official bank of the Philadelphia Eagles. We're focused on getting you over the goal line. So go with conviction. Go with trust. Go back. And go forward with us by your side. First Trust Bank, the official bank of Philadelphia dreams. Oh, and go birds. Back with you, Sports Take, on this Tuesday. Jacob Sports YouTube Network, Derek Gunn, Barrett Brooks. Rob Ellis, we are joined by the man who covers the birds for the Philadelphia Inquirer and has done so for a very long time, does an excellent job. You can follow him on Twitter, at Jeff underscore McLean. Of course, check out his work at Inquirer.com. Jeff, welcome to the show. Thanks for hanging out with us, man. How you doing? Hey, guys. Yeah, sorry. I'm a little under weather, so uh, I may sound like I got a frog in my throat, but. I sorry, like it. You, bro, you, sorry, that, bro. you get a little, little tenor, little bass, man. You sound good. You got a little Barry White. <laughs> I'm in bed. I'm in bed. Just so you know. So, uh, all right, all right. But I'll be uh, fine. What's yeah, up? Thanks, thanks for gutting it out, man. We do appreciate it. We so, definitely do, man. Jeff, let me ask you if it, whether it's a, a word, a sentence, uh, just a little snippet. How would you surmise what you saw on Sunday in Detroit from the Eagles? Um, you know, uh, I would say a good start. Uh, you know, I thought the offense looks looked explosive. Um, they uh, went into a, a difficult environment against a pesky Lions team. And if you put it into perspective, if you look around the rest of the league at what other teams have done, one and zero is is good, and you're happy about it. But there is, yes, still a lot of stuff for them to clean up, especially on the defensive side of the ball. So there's your uh, little snippet. I don't know, it's a little Thank more you. than one sentence. 
Uh, Derek, you're muted. <laughs> I was hoping to get through the whole show without having you. Nah, tell me that. Too late. But, <laughs> you pay the fine. But, you pay the fine bucket, man. But I'm glad you um, brought up the defense, Jeff. What did you make of uh, Gannon's uh, responses in terms of how his defense played um, uh, today? Yeah, Nick Sirianni, for that matter, I kind of asked him the same yeah. questions, and they just seemed to kind of uh, dismiss the notion that they should have done things differently, at least up front against in the run game. Mm-hmm. Um, I would think that internally what they're what they're saying to each other is different than what they're saying publicly. Mm-hmm. Um, to me, and especially against this Vikings team with Dalvin Cook, you got to go with an odd man front and Jordan Davis out there on obvious rundowns. I'm not saying that Jordan Davis needs to play – 75% of the snaps or even 50% of the snaps, but I would utilize him more early on to establish uh, run defense dominance. And that forces them into potentially, you know, longer third downs. And, and what we saw was that uh, they were able to gash the four man front. Um, There's just not as many gaps that are counted for. And uh, that's an issue. When you got you got offensive linemen able to take out linebackers at the second level, you're giving them a free pass, and you're asking on that long, the uh, uh, swift run. Mm-hmm. Everyone's like, "Oh, well, James Brad- Bradbury just missed a tackle." Well, he was five yards downfield, and if you're asking your cornerbacks to be responsive for their That's gaps, right. you get an issue, man. That's right. Um, so I would I would think that they would change a little bit now. In their defense, I mean, they probably felt okay. Jordan Davis, first NFL game. Let's not overload him. Let's. Uh, I know from uh, from talking to a couple team sources that they certainly like this kid's potential, but he still needs to get an NFL body, mm-hmm. and he's not quite there in terms of the conditioning. So you don't want to overload him in the first game of the season. So that is certainly something that you can understand. Um, but to wait until goal line on the first drive to get him in there, and then the I think it was the third drive to get him in uh, in the five man front. That to me was. Um, an issue and something I would hope that they would change. Hmm. You think there's any chance that um, he uh, starts on first or second down ahead of either Hargraves or, or, or Fletcher, or is this the money, you know, factor too much for them to start him in a four down front with those two uh, making as much as they're making? Well, I mean, you bring up a great point, um, Barrett. And I just said this to someone else. Um, you got 14 million devoted to Fletcher Cox, right? Which I mean, we all said at the time, why? I've talked to so many teams. Nobody was signing that guy for $14 million. Because <laughs> we all know what he's done um, in this league. And, and he's still he's still a guy that belongs in the NFL. But $14 million? Javon's contract still pays him $13 million, But that's why you're seeing them starting. And do you say, okay, because we have to start these guys, we got to play to what they like, so we're going to go with a five-man front? I don't know. You can still start the two of those guys at the at the four eye tech spot and have Jordan at the nose. That's what I thought they were going to do. That's the fifty front. That's what I would tell. We call it a bear front, fifty yeah. front, Navajo, whatever you want to call it. That's a run stopping front. And oh, by the way, first down is when you'd have him in there. You can take him out after that. But now we're dealing if you can you can stop the run now. Now we're dealing with you can't run the trap against a, a bear front. So it wouldn't if you know you wouldn't have to worry about the running trap. They'd have to check out of it. Number two. Yeah. When you do yeah. that, you're stopping them on third down. It gives you now the ability to go second and 10 or maybe second and 11 as opposed to going second and three or even get a 50-yard run like they did in the first uh, first half. Mm-hmm. You're absolutely right. No, and plus you're talking about investment. Well, they trade up in the first round for this kid. 
I mean, that's right. a huge investment. So, um, look, I'm sure that, that they're looking inside and, and they're paying attention to, to what's certainly being said outside. I would hope they would. Um, I, we don't know all the little details of what they had planned, this, that, or the other thing, or why they did this, that, or the other thing. I think I got a pretty good idea where, as it pertains to Jordan Davis. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, you know, look, Gannon doesn't – Gannon wanted to have another guy basically in the secondary. That's why they went with a four-man front. I mean, that's part of it. Uh, but I don't know if Jared Goff's the type of guy where I'm really concerned as, as much about that. Right. Uh, and next week you got – Dalvin Cook, as we mentioned, you got Justin Jefferson. So you're going to have to find a nice balance. I think a 5-1, uh, I think you get some flexibility there. Um, and the secondary, if that's if you're worried about them uh, throwing against those looks. Um, but you do, certainly have the personnel. In John's defense, he's got five new starters. They gave him a safety 10 days before the start of the season, said, hey, make this guy work. Yes, it, crazy. Yeah, so um, understandably, there was probably going to be some issues there, I thought. I, you could clearly see why Chauncey Gardner Johnson they went after him. This kid's got a lot of ability, but he That's did right. look lost a few times out there. Um, so for week one, um, they got some time to figure this out. Mm-hmm. Jeff, how about Hassan Reddick? It was a quiet day for him. Uh, is this just a matter of still trying to fit, find the fit for him? If, is he still sort of swimming a little bit in his own head with what exactly his role is going to be, or do they just not utilize him to his greatest strengths? Yeah, so I haven't. I looked at the numbers with him. I think they dropped him five times in the coverage. And that's kind of the number I would expect them to, to drop him in the coverage. He, he basically rushed the other times. There were a lot of times, where you, I mean, not a lot of times, but there were times you'd see him kind of rush from the inside linebacker spot or he'd be back a little bit. And run. I don't know sometimes if that's the best utilization of him. Certainly he's the type of guy where you can scheme up because he could potentially drop or because he can move all across the line and still get to the quarterback. He's a guy that you're going to want to scheme up a little bit, but he's also a guy that just, if you let him go up against the left tackle, he's going to win you some. Um, he did not do that in this game. Um, I think we got to give some credit to that, that line's offensive line. That's one of that's, that's probably their strength. Uh, yep. It was under uh, emphasized going into this game. They have a really good offensive line. And they were doing certain max protects things, and the ball was kind of getting out a little bit to, to offset that pass rush. But the pass rush has got to be better. And and he was the and look, and that was what one of Howie's number one goals this offseason was to upgrade it. And getting Hassan Reddick was like the crown jewel of doing that. And in the first game, he really didn't even get to the quarterback at all. So, you know, he expressed frustration with disappointment with how he performed. He didn't question the way he was utilized. Uh, after the first game, I expect him to say both those things. Mm-hmm. Well, let's see how let's see how it plays out. He's not going to get sacks every weekend. Let's see how he does in week two. Yeah, Jeff. You know when you talk about Eretic, and and I've said this, I said in all the years that I've covered this game, you know, there's sometimes and it's way too early to make this evaluation, but you know sometimes you bring in a high priced talent. Um, sometimes they may not fit your scheme. You know what I mean? You know we've seen a lot of prominent players go elsewhere and don't put up similar numbers that they put up in their previous employer. And I'm not saying that's the case with Reddick now, but it's something to closely watch. Is Jonathan Gannon utilizing him the way he made that name for himself in Arizona and Carolina? Yeah. Um, I mean, look, again, we all know what happened with him when he got here in the NFL. He was drafted right. as an off-ball linebacker. Yep. He didn't really play that when he was most effective at Temple. It didn't work for him in Arizona. Finally, he kind of went to the coaching staff and said, hey, let me do what I do, um, which is to get after quarterback. He's mm-hmm. kind of a downhill guy. So they did that, double-digit sacks his last year in Arizona. 
double-digit sacks last year for Carolina. He had a defensive coordinator in Carolina who he'd worked with previously at Temple, so he knew how to use him. Um, like they, they brought him in here. They paid him to be an edge rusher, to get after the quarterback. He's going to do that. He did rush primarily in this game. But as you, as you mentioned, Gunner, it, it is a different scheme. Um, he's going to be asked to be, do some different things here and there. And that's a question is whether you're playing to his strengths. Is John focusing too much on what he does or what he knows, which is, which is basically a Vic, a Vic Fangio scheme, or is he going to cater his scheme to the players he has mm-hmm. uh, and how he went out and got those players. Um, you can question some of the moves he made, but certainly there were upgrades that were made essentially across the board on that side of the ball. Well, you know, just, you know, it's a lot of it's a lot of, of of ingredients in this in this stew that, that um, Gannon's making right now, and I don't necessarily think that at this point you're going to see the maturation of these guys gelling together just yet. Do they have enough time to gel together? I mean, CJ's just gotten here, like you said, 10, 15 days ago. Then you got you know you you have a sense where you you didn't get a lot of playing time in the preseason for the guys really gel together as far as the linebacker position. I like TJ Edwards, but sometimes I was looking out there and TJ and White, they're on the same page. But then when you do add Hassan Reddick to it and they play him at a linebacker depth, I mean, is that a feasible position for him to play? You know, can he be that style stand up linebacker? Do you think he can do that? Yeah, I mean, these are all fair questions to to, to ask. And I think someone mentioned Nicobe Dean and whether he needs to be playing more. Um that was my next question. Yes. Do you, do yeah, you think I mean, um I'm still I don't know much about Dean we saw him play a little bit in the preseason uh, uh the camp it seemed like he was just kind of it was new all for him and he was processing mm-hmm. a lot and it did, maybe he didn't stand out I don't think I had any uh really I don't think we could get a real true evaluation of of what he can be or what he was even doing at that time it was just practice um he looked good in the first preseason game not as good I'd say in, in the next two but you know, sometimes uh, the ball just doesn't come to you. You don't have those opportunities. Uh, he is on the smaller side. I don't know how that's going to affect him. Uh, you're worried about, um, you know, those second-level blocks and whether he can he can work off of the, off of them. Um, I thought Kaiser had a, had a good game. I thought he had a great game. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Hey, yeah. TJ does. TJ does. Hey, man. I mean, getting downhill and and getting getting those guys uh, set up and um playing within those hashes i mean he's a good player do you worry about him and getting sideline to sideline yeah i mean he doesn't have those that type of speed that's always been kind of an issue for him and that's why you didn't see him starting last year uh, i'm not wor- worried as much about tj and kaiser as i am about the utilization of of them in in the scheme that's you know, you're asking your linebackers to do more in this scheme than typically um let's say in a jim schwartz type of scheme. absolutely 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 they so, put value in it. They put value in the linebacker position here. Yes, you know? and they went out and they and they went out and spent a little bit yep. on that position, um, and getting Kaiser not a lot, and then but also in drafting the Kobe Dean. Uh, the question is whether I I'd like to see. I, I mean, just getting off topic just a little bit, but I would like. And I know John's really zone heavy guy. Um, he loves loves to cover twos and fours. You know anything anything on the even side. But I think he's got a, I think he's got enough man defenders to to play that a little more. Uh, I know Bradbury's more of a zone guy, but I mean Darius can run with anybody. Uh, Chauncey can run with anybody. I think Epps can run with guys too. Like I just feel like um, Epps especially man blitz a little more. I would just like to see a little more of that. Um, but we'll see. 
All right, Jeff, let me ask you, let's go to the other side and, and, yeah. and Jalen Hurts. And it was a lot of it was some, you know, escape backs here for survival yeah. and ends up, you know, having a lot of rushes, 17, which to me, the, the red flag isn't necessarily that game. He had to do what he had to do, man. And I, and I think he saved them and bailed them out a lot. But I wonder, how does that compute over 17 games or 16 more here? He took some really vicious hits. And some of that were, were, were cheap shots. We know one of them got flagged. There were others that could have. I worry about him holding up. Uh, how do you how do you explain the offensive line and pass protection? Not not necessarily Lane Johnson, who was phenomenal, but generally the pass protection. Yeah, I'm not worried about that offensive line. I thought they essentially had a pretty good game. I mean, right. they, they threw a lot. They blitzed them half the time, so yes, yes. there's going to be some new stuff in there. Some of that fell on the line. The Kenny Gainwell missed, I think, two blitzes. Yeah, um, and then some of it was getting the protections uh, set up. I'm not worried about that offensive line. Uh, I thought they still had a really really good game. Um, run blocking and pass protecting the, the blitz pickups need to be uh, corrected. A lot of that Jalen was able to correct himself <laughs> just by scrambling uh, and picking up positive yards. Uh, he did, as you mentioned, what he had to do in a lot of those circumstances. Should he have answers against those blitzes and hot reads that he can throw to guys that are open? Yeah. Um, uh, but I, I've, I spent my column and the next day, part of my next day column, uh, focusing more on the positive, what Jalen did, than on yes, because I thought he played a heck of a game. Yeah. Uh, he played winning football. Um, do you want him to run 17 times a game? No. Is he going to run 17 times a game on average? No, he's mm-hmm. not. So um, it's fair to bring that up. I think it's a concern. He did take some. He did take some hits, and we've seen it. Look, I mean, Philadelphia has been through it more than any other city in the NFL. Running quarterbacks, yep. guys expose themselves to injury, and in a lot of cases, they've gotten hurt. Jalen got hurt last year in the pocket, though. I think he's probably of those of all the running quarterbacks the Eagles have had. He's the best at protecting himself. Mm-hmm. He'll run out of bounds. He'll slide. He's very good at that. Now, does that mean uh, it's going to protect him every time? As we saw, no. They were hitting cheap shots at him. So you have that was to be crazy, man. Yeah, yeah. You know, the, the thing that concerned me the most was you look at some of the shots when he gave up his body, when when defensive players were still diving on top of yeah. him, yeah. And that's a concern if if refs are not watching that more closely, because that's where your quarterbacks get hurt with those shoulder injuries, those unexpected knee injuries, and people, you know. And I said I don't. Here's what I said: people, you know, people twist things. I don't want to see my quarterback running 17 times a game. He played the game that he had to play based on what Detroit was forcing him to do. But when you open yourself up like that, and you're right, Jeff, he is one of the best I've seen, especially young quarterbacks, in terms of protecting himself to avoid those unnecessary hits. But as we all know, defensive players hate quarterbacks as it is because they are the golden children in the National Football League, and they're going to take their shots, as we saw Tracy Walker do. I don't want to see him put himself in harm's way like that I don't know how much I don't know how much differently he can avoid something like that. Um, yeah, I mean they they have to look again. I remember I remember with Vic, it was just a, it was almost like a week weekly uh, discussion. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. The league, the Eagles were having with the league about just those the shots, those little extra petty shots that were yep. taken. Yep. And Michael, in some ways, um, had it coming because he he couldn't slide. He could slide. <laughs> yeah. Jalen could slide. Jalen could jump out of bounds. I mean, he's. I mean, Russell Wilson and Deshaun Watson, the two best I've seen at the quarterback position. Absolutely. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, but Jalen is very good at it as well. Um, so you know, I don't think we're going to see 17 carries a game out of him. Um, 
But that being said, you guys raised some very good points. Yeah. Uh, the best ability is durability, and you don't want him exposing himself to further harm. Mm. Speaking of durability, oh, my, my fault. Go ahead, Rob. No, Barrett, you got it. Well, you, speaking man. of durability, durability um, how did you like uh, Miles Sanders, uh, his first initial look, his first initial game? You know, he, he's, he's, I feel like he's ready. You know, do you think he can sustain this over the course of a season? I do, and I think he has. I don't know. I wrote about this on uh, Sunday leading up. So I talked to Miles. I talked to his mentor growing up. I don't know where some of this uh, ire for Miles comes from. Um, yeah, he's missed nine games injuries the last two years. Last year one was a was an ankle, uh, and then also he broke his hand. Mm-hmm. Uh, the broken hand, I don't think there's anything you do about it. He had surgery right immediately so that he'd be back in time for the playoff game. All right, that <laughs> – um, that's, that's to me, a guy I want on my team. Uh, yeah, you are concerned about the soft tissues. He's now had a couple things and he had the hamstring. Um, I don't think that was, an, I think he probably would have played through it, uh, had it happened in the season. They just didn't want to push him towards the, to, towards the end of the training camp and the summer before the regular season. Miles, uh, always runs hard. Um, you know, he came into camp looking explosive. I yep. think he worked hard off every, every works hard every off season. I think maybe this, this year. Uh, certainly, I don't. He'll say it won't matter, but the contract year matters. Every it matters to every guy. Of course, it is. It's your livelihood. Um, you want to get uh, a bigger contract, so that's going to be a factor in this as well. Um, you have to worry about. Uh, always have to worry about bumps and bruises at that position. Um, it's one of the hardest positions to play in terms of contact. But uh, Miles Sanders uh, has been a good running back for this team um, since he was drafted. Uh, th- there are certainly, uh, uh, you know, early on, he's bumping things out outside too much. I think he's corrected that. Um, there were there were a couple uh, untimely fumbles and drops in season two and three, um, but not as bad as you might think if you look at the numbers and compare them to other running backs in the league. And there was also an issue with the four-minute drill and him running out of bounds, um, something I think – could have been just a small sample if you if you look at the bigger picture and something that I think is easy easily correctable, but Miles is a guy that can kick can get you a lot of yards, um, especially if he gets more than thirteen carries a game. Mm-hmm. I mean, like he said, if we're going back to Jalen, there's sometimes I would just rather I'd rather see Miles blogging those carries than mm-hmm. than Jalen. That's the way I would look at it. He's the guy getting paid to carry the ball, and he hey, can go through it. Hey Jeff, would you agree that about eighteen to twenty touches a game is a good number for a, a back a mile size? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Um, I don't think that's going to happen. Probably. Yeah. I mean, they want to keep Ga- uh, Kenny Gamewell involved, and with those zone replays, I mean, if if they're gonna if they're gonna go after Miles, it's jail- it's on Jalen to keep it and run. So you're going to see him do that as well. Um, but I would think that Miles should get like, on average, thirteen to fifteen carries a game. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, you know, obviously a couple catches, maybe a little more out of backfield. Um, but you've seen Kenny, Kenny out there on third down, so that could take away some of the receiving for Miles. Right, Jeff, last one for me, plus minus, A.J. Brown was incredible. I mean, 10 catches, 155 yards in his debut, really looked unstoppable. Yep. And, and yeah, and the flip side is Devontae doesn't get, you know, a, a catch. Is this just, hey, man, you feed the hot hand, and who cares how you're moving the ball down the field? It'll all get worked out. Or is there something to, to keep your eye on here? Yeah, again, I think this is what we do in Philadelphia. It's like, hey, hey, Jay had a had a great game, uh, great debut, career game, 
but let's focus on Devontae Smith and the fact that he didn't have any catches. I, I, I don't, I think that's just nitpicking. Mm-hmm. Um, you look at any receiver over the course of a, a season, I'm talking good receivers, top ones, they're going to have games where they're not going to get a lot of passes or they're going to have a lot of catches. Um, no catches is certainly a surprise. He had a drop. He uh, drew a pass interference that was negated by uh, an Eagles penalty. And then he had three other targets. Um, so really he, had, he saw five, saw the ball five times, um, which is not what he would normally get, but it's not egregious. And what we're going to see if AJ's catching 10 balls a game, they're going to be shading a safety towards him. So that's going to make Devante uh, have more free runs. And then you're going to see the ball go to him more. So it's just one week. I don't think it's an issue. If Devante Smith has no catches next week, I'd be um, extremely surprised and shocked mm-hmm. and, I don't know, ready to kind of hang up my uh, <laughs> my reporter notebook um, <laughs> again, because I don't see that happening. They're going to get Devontae involved, and he's a guy that's, you know, one of the better route-running receivers in the league. He's going to get open. And he's hey, Jeff, open. Jeff, last one for me. Why do you think Boston Scott is mm-hmm. like the forgotten entity in, in the backfield? Is it because this they, they draft a game well, they want him to succeed? I think Boston Scott is, a, is the hardest runner they have. Um, he's a bowling ball. He's a five-seven bowling ball. But you know, he got four touches in this game. But you look, you go back to last year. He didn't. He was he was a forgotten man until Miles got hurt. And I just I've done. I've never understood for a guy as tough as he is. Why do you think he's like that so-called forgotten entity in this offense? I mean, undrafted. I mean, these guys they always have to fight that um, that uphill battle. Um, and Boston Scott gets a lot of my uh, respect because this is a guy that always brings it. This, this is now – he's been here since 2018. That's right. Crazy. That's crazy. It's amazing wow. to think about it. And I think he was ready to walk this offseason um, when the Eagles released him. And that was more just, you know, they had to do it um, in terms of uh, cap-wise or money-wise. But, uh, you know, they wanted him back, but they didn't want to pay him. They don't want to pay a guy like – at and and if you look at like you said what they're paying miles and the draft picks they expended at both both him him and Gainwell, you know Boston's just going to have to always uh, fight um, that um, you know that battle with yeah. not not being a drafted guy and you know he was in there in the goal line and scored a touchdown mm-hmm. and he was in there in the four minute drill. And I questioned it first to someone next to me in the press box. And like, wow, they took Miles out here. Miles had the first three runs and had that big third down run for 24 yards. And I'm like, mm-hmm. feed the beast, give it to your boy. And they yeah. brought Boston in. So they trust Boston. They put him in there in a difficult situation. He got two yards in the first run. And then he got, what, seven on the second one. Right. Um, to put them into, um, uh, I guess, did he get stopped? And then they then they went on fourth down. But uh, but he had a t- – that one run was real tough. So – yeah, I mean, Boston's a guy that they 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 really like and they respect him, but he's just, you know, he's the third running back, and that's, just, yeah. that's where the numbers are going to play off. Mm-hmm. No question. Jeff, listen, man, appreciate a couple minutes. So thanks for playing Hurt here. Yeah. Uh, we'll check better, your work bro. out, of course, uh, inquire.com, and uh, a link to all of Jeff's work uh, on his Twitter page, at Jeff underscore McClain. Jeff, appreciate it, man. Feel better. Appreciate right? you, bro. Thanks Thank you, lot, man. Appreciate all right, Jeff. Be good, man. Thanks. Yeah. Uh, good stuff from Jeff there. Always always insightful. Always uh, kind of cuts to the chase. Jeff's got a lot of good sources, and you always know he's uh, he's in tune with what's happening with the ball club, man. That's for sure. All right. So uh, you, 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 we, you requested it, 
and he has answered the bell. So coming up, uh, Dan Cilio from the National Football Show will be joining us when we come back. So don't go anywhere. We'll continue with the Eagles discussion with Dan on the other side. Derek Gunn, Barrett Brooks, Rob Ellis. We are Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network. All right, let's talk a little Razor technology because the future isn't remote or in person. It's a hybrid model. In facing this new reality, businesses must reimagine their workplaces to align with the preferences and needs of modern employees. Razor technology helps businesses create a workplace that gives their teams flexibility in choosing how and when they put in their hours. Online platforms for communication and collaboration combined with secure and adaptable mobile devices are enabling hybrid meeting experiences that are nearly on par with in-person events so everyone can feel like they are part of the conversation. Employees with strong social connections with their team report better well-being, higher productivity, and stronger retention rates. Razor Technology helps growing organizations adapt to hybrid environments with industry-leading digital tools and insightful guidance that promotes efficiency and workplace satisfaction. Learn more by calling 866-797-3282, 866-797-3282, or visit us online at razor-tech.com. That's razor-tech.com. BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Go to get your game on. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the stakes and the stakes. Go to get your parlay on. Go to get your party on. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean. Visit theoceanac.com to plan your visit. Philadelphia fans were cut from a different cloth. Born into a brotherhood and bonded to our team for life. We believe anything is possible because we've witnessed the impossible. While we may be from different neighborhoods, come Sunday, we are one and we will be heard. Pondley Hockey, official partner of the Philadelphia Eagles. 
It's the number one news at 10 p.m. Action news on PHL 17. Join Shari Williams, Gray Hall, Deuces Rogers, and meteorologist Adam Joseph for all the big stories at a time that's right for you. Action news at 10 p.m. on PHL 17. I get scared sometimes. Of a lot of things. Joining in. Decisions. The dark. The dark. But I once heard someone say. But as I always say. It's okay to be afraid. As long as you face the fear. And keep moving forward. Wherever you are in life, count on the name trusted in insurance for over 80 years. Independence Blue Cross. Welcome to Pond Lee Hockey. We've helped over 100,000 injured and disabled workers obtain benefits, as well as some of the biggest settlements in the state. If you've been injured at work, give Pond Lee Hockey a call. Go passionately. Go fearlessly. Go confidently. Go first! <clears throat> go confidently towards your goals with First Trust, Philly's hometown bank for nearly 90 years, and the official bank of the Philadelphia Eagles. We're focused on getting you over the goal line. So go with conviction. Go with trust. Go first! And go forward with us by your side. First Trust Bank, the official bank of Philadelphia dreams. Oh, and go birds. Welcome back in, everybody. We are Sports Day, Jacob Sports YouTube Network on this Tuesday. Derek Gunn, Barrett Brooks, Rob Ellis. Just wrap things up with Dan or uh, with Jeff McLean. We're now joined by Dan Cilio. You can check out Dan each and every day, three to six Eastern time, you, right baby. here on Jacob Sports YouTube Network with the National Football Show. He's got the hat on, the U. He is rocking. He's representing as you, always. Baby. There it is. And uh, Dan was on fire in the chat section today. So we said, you know what? We got we to get this man on. So, Dan, let, let's hit it, man. Let, let's talk about some of the things. Barrett was, was going through some of the stuff with the defensive line, which is your expertise, obviously. Uh, and what you saw, Jordan Davis, approach, Gannon, the whole nine. What was your thought on what went down with the Lions' ability to rush so well? Since day one when I met Barrett, he's been saying this about the front of the Eagles that they get killed on first down. It, it has not been addressed yet. And the entire scheme and schematics on how he's put this thing together, Jonathan Gannon, is inside out. He believes that his linebackers are the strength of the football team when the investment and the money, the first rounders, everything is all in the front seven. It's all in the front not seven there. And what you guys have doing now if you're looking at that locker room and you're in those rooms going, so you're asking me to create scrape lanes for the linebackers and you're asking me to two gap. You're taking away Jordan Davis's greatest strength, which is his athleticism. These guys need to be creating penetration and another line of scrimmage on the other side of the ball. They're getting knocked off the ball. And that means the scrape lane is think about this, Rob. If you're getting knocked off the ball, one, they're out of shape. Two, they're not committed. And I'll get to the commitment part here in a minute. 
They're, if you get knocked off the ball, that linebacker now has to back up even more now. You're giving three yards of, at the start of the play. You fall forward five yards. So just the way their alignment is and the fact they're getting knocked off the ball. Secondly, when you're paying two guys a combination of $30 million, I mean, and you're asking them to be a slug for the guys behind me to make plays, <laughs> they're not committed. <laughs> You've got to be committed to do that style, which this, this is what they want them to do, guys. Keep the guys up front. Hold mm-hmm. them. Let the yep. linebackers go down the line of scrimmage here. Their strength's not in their backers. Even though Kaiser White has been an absolute fine, that's not the strength of their team. Hassan Reddick is looking around like his head is on a swivel because he truly doesn't know what to do. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I was talking to Derek Gunn, too, about this. Third team in three years, there's a reason for that. He can't play the run. He can't cover tight ends. He's not very good at covering backs out of the backfield. Mm. He's a one-dimensional guy. That's why Arizona moved off him. His former college coach moved off him. It's because he's one-dimensional. You play him on first and second and third down, I'm going to get a guy like Barrett, and I'm going to run at him. Mm-hmm. By week 13, he won't be on the field, let mm-hmm. alone the team. There's a lack of commitment in this front here. They're losing first down. The first thing I watched, Barrett, was every they must have lost first down 10 times in drives. I keep telling people that first down is their Achilles heel. It's easy to play defense when you're second and four, second and six, second and five. It's easy to play defense because your playbook is so big. You can't you can't expect for you to be aggressive in your play calling if you're third and two. You and, just and can't Gannon, do it. And Barrett, Gannon's situational play calling on his blitzing. Yesterday I was listening to you, D Gun. So he blitzes early, but then when you're 31 17, you stop blitzing and Thank you allow them you. to come me back into Thank the you. game. Thank you. I mean, Jared, what is the one thing that you're trying to do to Jared Goff? You're trying to move him off his That's point. Right. That's right. Every quarterback has a spot that they like to get to in a comfort zone in the pocket. He cannot. That's what frustrated Sean McVay with him is that every time they brought pressure on that guy, he became inconsistent. There was a stretch in the game on Sunday where the Eagles had three and outs. There were like three of them in a row. They were moving him around in the pocket. Right. And all of a sudden, late in the game, you're up 31-17. You allow that guy to get back in it because you're not bringing pressure. Yes. I mean, that hey, did, Aaron, did Aaron Glenn, did Aaron Glenn stop bringing pressure? Did you see he, Aaron Glenn stop? I did. Why don't you? And where's Hassan Reddick in the fourth? So, hey, Dan, is your issue more Gannon or players? Like, wh- who is it? Would it fall more on Gannon then, the way he's approaching these things? It's all of it because you have to have player accountability too. Mm-hmm. I don't think the defensive tackles in the triangle is committed to doing what he wants them to do. I would do what Barrett said. Put that. You know, look, go back in the history. Even Buddy Ryan's forty-six. They had Otis Wilson. They had Singletary, and they had Wilbur Marshall. That team did not run through them. It went through Hampton. It went through McMichael. It went through Den. That's what that front was. The Eagle gang green. Great linebackers with Seth, right? Mm -hmm. Man, it was that front four with Jerome and with Reggie that controlled the game. You tell Bear, Bear, right? If I can have four guys control a game versus your five, I win every day. Yep. Yep. Mm -hmm. Dan, I've said – in all my four decades plus of covering this team, uh, covering this game, 
I've seen it too many times. You bring in certain players that excel in one system that become average players in another system. And if I wonder, does Gannon know how to utilize the players in the system or if the players he brought in the system don't fit his so-called scheme? How about this? I think it's a communication issue. You bring in CJ, he had nine days to learn the whole thing, and I thought he played as well as he possibly could play. I agree. But Deacon, think of this. You had five new dudes in the starting lineup. Yep. Okay, on Sunday. How many times, even on the offensive side in the old line, did you see Isaac Sayamalo going, what's the snap? What's what's the front? Otter Mm -hmm. even? What? How many times are they going back? And so what Barrett said, the lack of reps that they had, quality reps Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. in games – do you know starting quarterbacks who did not play? And I know, I know that Jalen was one of them. But starting quarterbacks who did not play in the exhibition season, it was three and eight. Mm. Okay, and to me, when you're not getting quality reps, look, that organized team scrimmages and all that, they're okay. And exhibition football, you can take it for what it is. But Phil Sim said it on our show: those are quality reps. They're game tempo. That team did not look like it was in shape. Right. It did not look like it understood game tempo. And that's where you have poor angles and poor tackling. And pre-snap penalties, that's the thing that aggravates me the most. You don't have to have any, any athletic ability. You don't have to be in shape for it. But you do have to know where to line up. That comes mm-hmm. down, right, that comes yeah. down, Rob, mm-hmm. to like preparation and having reps. Pre-snap penalties are the worst, and they had 10 penalties in that game because they didn't have quality reps. Mm. Dan, what was your sense of, of Hurts' game? Uh, you know, Obviously, he was under some duress. There's no question about that. A lot of rushes, and you know as a defensive lineman, you're going to tee off if you can get to this guy. He took a lot of blows, man, in that game. Can, I'll, I'll can tell you, they up? don't win the game without him. Yep. I'll say this. I really? mean, there's no yep, doubt. Really. I mean, how many times – did you see him put a knife in the back of the D coordinator when it was third and eight and That's he right. broke that down and he, yeah. he does not win. The problem though, for me again is, I mean, AJ's TO and I heard you say that you guys say that and he is though, but the problem is still this. He's still one read and nothing really has gotten better. I mean, you had Goddard going, he had 20 yards of catch. Why did you keep, I thought AJ should have had 255 yards in the game mm-hmm. if they would have spread it around a little bit more. The key in that game, there were two things. It wasn't really AJ. He was special. Miles Sanders, though, he, he was the guy that kept that whole thing with play action honest. But the offensive line, and I brought this up with Barrett a little bit ago. Look, I think they're great run blockers, but I thought they got smoked outside of lane. I thought Milata got handled at times by Aiden Hutchinson. I thought the inside guys were also pushed around a little bit, especially in the middle. There yeah, was who, some, who's number seventy nine, dude. He was guy? he was pushing <laughs> people around in there, yeah, man. I mean, I don't know if Kelsey's completely healthy too. That could be a factor in. He didn't have a lot of reps, but boy, I'll tell you something, man. There were points in that game. I thought the Lions on both sides of the football were dominating the Eagles on both sides, and that was a shocker to me. Mm-hmm. I just yeah. know. I just know from a. I know from a from a from just watching the game, breaking it down, I just posted some um where I just thought Glenn had his guys playing at a higher level than our team. Than the it was a different mentality though, yeah, Barrett. Yeah. Barrett, this guy's bringing the house. Everything. Yep. Who the personnel was. That's right. That's right. He just kept bringing it. Gannon, 
is kind of playing it like a CPA. Do I play here? Do I bring it here? Do I bring it here? Hey, man, when you're a defensive-minded guy, defense is not a position. It's an attitude. And if you don't have that attitude to go out there and knock people on their ass like that and be completely committed to doing that, you're not going to be. And I would tilt Jordan Davis. And by the way, I know you guys may not want to say this. Fletcher Cox does not belong in the starting lineup, let alone on the team. That 14.4 million bucks that they gave him, dude, he's been a no-show for two years now. And I'm going to say this to you. I don't know. Maybe you guys think uh, completely different, but hey, man, that's not a $14 million player. Yeah, but Dan, because they paid him $14 million is the reason why he's going to be on the field. That's terrible. It is. You got to justify the money. That's a fundamental mistake by the general manager to bring him back because you know why? They're concerned about the kid. And, and you know what Baird brings us up? You're concerned about the guy you drafted 13th conditioning? Hey, son, this is no longer on scholarship. Right. This is an NFL. <laughs> this is a job, dude. Get your fat ass in shape and get out there and play. Because, dude, seriously, 13, you do, if I'm drafting Vince Wolfert, there's a problem. That guy needs to be a younger version of Fletcher Cox, not Vince Wolfert. Mm. Okay, if he's Bro. only at first and second down – I said this to Barrett when we were doing that show before. He had nine sacks in 43 games. That's not a lot of production, okay? Now, some would go, well, he played with really great players at Georgia. Well, there's really great players in the NFL, too. Mm. Okay, I mean, dude, get your fat ass in shape, dude, because you can start on this team. However, you're not going to because how he plays money ball. Got 30 million bucks tied up in that triangle, and to me, the strength of your football team is not your linebackers; it's your front four. Mm, absolutely, you got to, you, you got to, you just got to put him out there, man. He's got to play. He doesn't know game shape yet because he hasn't that. They haven't made him get in game shape yet. Not in college, not in high school. He's got to. It's come a league thing, though, too, yeah. Barrett. You know, oh, it's yeah. not oh, just yeah. an eagle thing; yeah. it's a oh, league yeah. thing. Yeah. But you know, when you tilt him, this is why I said tilt him. Because if you tilt him, you're asking him to do one thing, get penetration and get up and you keep that guy off the linebacker. Mm-hmm. Even if you're on the backside, instead of getting your head front side, you can at least push him and create off the back end and come behind him and make plays. That team in that front four needs to get more penetration. Or you know what's going to happen? Alvin Cook's going to go for a – he's going to go for a buck 30 on this team on Monday night because you got play action set up out there with Justin Jefferson – you got an offensive quarterback who last year had the least amount of interceptions. I know people hate the guy, but I'll tell you who doesn't hate him. That's Justin Jefferson at 188 yards and two touchdowns. And that guy is on pace to have the greatest season again this year. I think he's the top wide out in the game. Dan, how much, how much of what you saw from the Eagles generally is, is fixable? In other words, you just referenced it's a lot of the league sloppiness, that kind of stuff week one because of the lack of preseason Correct. we have now and all that. How much is fixable going forward? Listen, they got the best – how about this? I'll take that back. They got the deepest roster in the NFC. And with Dak's injury, it's all fixable. But, again, it's a mindset on the defensive side of the ball. I can guarantee you Jeff Stoutland must have reamed these guys a new one mm-hmm. yesterday on what they did in pass protection. He must have crushed them. Outside of Lane, they got killed, okay? Do I think that gets better? I do because their talent is in their O-line also on that side of the football. I think that gets better. But again, Rob, schematically, this guy thinks his strength is in the linebacking core. Mm. It's not in the linebacking core. 
Um, Kaiser's good. Those guys are great. But when you get a defense that's getting knocked off the ball like that, your linebackers are voided. I don't know. I don't know if if you can equate um, running around and, and and being you know being able to go out there and, and do sprints to game speed. Right. You just can't do it. So the only way these guys are going to get in shape is if you go out there and play in games. And when you're not given an opportunity to play in games, how do you get in game shape? Getting Dude, you got to run after practice, man. Be committed. Bro, hey, Bear, I, I, you know I don't see I don't see a lot of that. I didn't see a lot of it in camp. I was I've been screaming this since uh, training camp, right, guys? I was like, guys, yeah. yeah. I don't see a lot of guys running after. I see as soon as practice is over, I see guys running in. I see guys running to the the water ice, but I don't see them running after practice. Too many clunk, a hey, too many clock punchers. Okay, too many clock punchers, man. You're listening. You're you're reading your press clippings and such. What do you mean, man? If you're not in shape, you know. Right now, Jordan Davis is a football team not being out there more because when he's in there, 2.9 yards per carry. When he's not in there, 10 yards a carry on first down. Dude, you got to get him in there, man. And babying him? By the way, N'Kobe Dean, where is his kid? Is he good or not? Three snaps. I mean, where the hell is he, man? I mean, don't don't give me, well, you know, know, he's a young guy. They'll bring him up. Shit, man. What, what linebacker outside of Kaiser White played well against the Lions? I'm just saying, you surrender 35 points and almost 400 yards to that team? That team will win six games, the Lions, with Jared Goff as the quarterback on it, okay? They'll win six games. Will they play tougher? Hey, when you come away, Rob, from that game, you know what I said? I went, I think the Lions got better. I kind of think the Eagles, I don't know, they showed up, punched their cock, and went home. I mean, the Lions got killed last year. Yeah, 44 to 46. Yep. And get this, they ran for 238. They did everything at will. There were sacks galore. I don't know. I thought the Lions closed the gap. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Well said. Dan, listen, man. Thanks for hopping on, dude. We can't. Hey, man. Appreciate you, brother. Yeah. Every hour hour and uh, 10 minutes, you get. Hey, man. I'll just say this, Rob. These two dudes, man, uh, they got to teach me how to, like, uh, barbecue, man, because I've been telling D Gun, I've been fired. My old lady fired me, man. (laughs) His wife fired him from the grill. She said, said, we're all playing for second place. My wife goes, I tried cooking in filet mignon. She goes, this looks like a hockey puck, man. These guys make me look bad. Look, it doesn't take much to make me look bad, but they make me look bad. That's for sure. Appreciate it, man. Thanks for a couple minutes. Be good, right, we'll bro. see Dan on the National Football Show coming up at 3 o'clock. Yeah, look, a, a, a lot of really good insights there, man. A, a lot of good insights from Dan uh, on a lot of levels. I Look, my if I'm sitting back now and you get – it's, it's always different when you have a little time to, to like just think about things and soak it in, right? So my takeaway is ultimately it's hard to win on the road in that league. Yes. So that's where I have to start. Like that's got to be my foundation. They won the game. But – I'm lying if I'm not concerned about some things. I didn't like what I saw. Barrett, your point about first downs, man, is money. I'm I'm concerned there. I'm concerned that these guys don't have a feel on the defensive side for what they're being asked to do and or they're not being put in the best position to succeed. That's my other big takeaway. I do think that the offensive line will be better in pass protection. I think they'll figure things out and make adjustments, and I think that part will be okay. Uh, But – I guess defensively is where I'm more concerned than anything else, guys, after after that game, as I have time to just take it all in. I, I'm more concerned that um, – I'm more concerned that this team needs to be 
more of a a, a, a team that you know understands that it's gonna be it's gonna take blood, sweat, and tears, grinding it out. You know what I'm saying? So you you, you gotta you gotta be willing to go out there and get in the fight. And I think that's when they turn the corner, that's when you'll see it. Right. That they'll be ready to go out there and get in the fight. You know what I'm saying? And what mm-hmm. I mean, you know, you, you just gonna work about first down. You don't worry about second down. Tomorrow, every single down is a grudge match. Every single down. You saw that from Detroit. You saw them. They're just they're just out there just trying to, you know, what I'm saying raise a ruckus every single play. We got to get that mentality back. You know what I'm saying? We can't yeah. be the prima donnas of the league. We got to get that mentality back. That I'm just gonna go out there and whoop the guy in front of me. You know what I'm saying? No, that's how that's how TJ Edwards became the player he came yeah, by right. whooping who's ever in front of him. Mm-hmm. You know, no, what I'm not, you can't get them pretty around us, man. Not not get that mentality back. Get that mentality, period, and keep it. That should be your staple, period. Yeah, not get it back because we haven't seen it yet. I want to see them get it. You know, you look at you look at how a Buffalo defense they yes. don't make you sweat every day. Yep. Look at you know, Seattle's defense play. yesterday. Look at Seattle's defense. They they're not Seattle's nearly defense. as talented. I agree no. with you, Barrett. That's Those boys right. came out balling last night, man. They it's were playing mentality. hungry. It's a mentality, guys. You got to whoop the guy in front of you. That, yes. The only thing I made it 12 years in the NFL, I'm not the most athletic guy in the world. I'm not the most physical guy in the world. But I was going to whoop your tail every single play until you liked it. You know what I'm saying? I was going to fight as much as I could. Hey, sometimes you get the bear, sometimes the bear gets you. But after you play against me, you're going to get in that ice whirlpool. You're going to go take some Tylenol, whatever it takes to make sure that you, you know, recover because you got practice on Wednesday. But I whooped you every single play on Sunday. And you got to have that mentality, man. Detroit has that mentality. You know, Detroit, Detroit really believes that, hey, we are a team of, of misfits that, you know, we just got to keep on rock, rocking mm-hmm. and rolling. Yeah, mm-hmm. and you know they'll eventually get better. We had the better team. It just, you know, it it just came down to we had better players than they did. That's the only reason why it had nothing to do with you know us being um, tough or anything like that. We were in a street fight. They actually won the fight, but we'll win the war simply because we just have a better roster than they do. That's the, the thing. I mean, the Eagles shouldn't lose on the lines. Like they shouldn't lose. Yes. Your defensive line should not be outplayed by Detroit, nor should your offensive line. And, and that's that's the thing that's so glaring to me. The better defenses in this league year in and year out are defenses that have a swag about them mm-hmm. when they walk out on the field. You look at that defense that the Eagles had back in the day when it was Dawkins and those guys, and all those guys, Hugh, Hugh Douglas, they walk out on the field. They were class clowns in the locker room. But when they put on their gear, some a light switch went on. And they went out, and they knew they were better than you. And you look at you look at defenses across the league that play at a high level. They walk out; they know they're better than you, so they've already have, have a psychological advantage over you before the kick game is even kicked off. And then they apply the method. You know, this team looks good on paper defensively. Now you have to let people know that when we walk out the field, we're better than you before you even start the game. The That's physical a warfare, man. yeah. The physical warfare takes care of itself. You'll see the discrepancy, the differences between the talent levels when the game is played. There's a psychological warfare you play also before the game is even started. You have an opponent thinking, man, we got to play these dudes today? Mm -hmm. I don't think that's there yet. No, no. And that's, you know, look, that's a combo of things, but that's ultimately on the coaches to have them ready like that and and the players to to incorporate that. We didn't see it. And, look, they they, – I think they beat a team that's getting better, but it's still not a good team. Yeah, you're exactly. facing a good team this week. Exactly. Minnesota's good. 
I'm telling you, man, Minnesota's good, and they're gonna. They're, this is gonna be a whole different challenge. This is a team that that put it on Green Bay. This is a team that you know put up some monster numbers here and has a lot of talent, and they're feeling good about themselves because they have a new coach. Yeah. They feel like they've turned over a new leaf. Mm-hmm. So there's kind of you know they have a sense of optimism that we haven't seen from that. But didn't the Vikings feel like they were just kind of the same team the last three four years? Mm-hmm. Yep, they're Under different Zimmer. now. They're different. Zimmer's message wore out real quick. Yeah. Yeah, I think mm. that that's, that's going to be something to keep your eye on for sure. All right, so we got a lot of ground to cover here. We come back, we will go through three things that surprised us this past week in the NFL. Uh, we're also going to dip into some of the injuries. There's some some weird stuff going on in the league from an injury standpoint. Uh, Robert Sala, the Jets coach, is taking receipts, which is an interesting <laughs> strategy considering he coaches the Jets. Um Tom Brady had some things to say. Uh, we'll, we'll dip into a lot of different things. Jerry Jones, of course, making it about Jerry Jones and 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 giving you an update, even though he's not a doctor, on the timeline for Dak Prescott. We'll dig into all of those things when we come back a little later. We'll talk some Phillies as they start a three-game set with the Marlins. Just 22 games left for the mm-hmm. Philadelphia Phillies this season. All right, we'll do all that when we get back. Don't go anywhere. Barrett Brooks, Derek Gunn, Rob Ellis. We are Sports Take, Jacob Sports. YouTube network. All right. This time of year, you want to be ready. Okay. You want to be ready. It's hurricane season. We get some nasty storms, a lot of rain, a lot of wind. You want to be ready. If you got some tree issues. All right. I want to tell you about our friends at Flynn tree services because they're an experienced licensed insured Pennsylvania tree services company that will trim or remove any unwanted trees off of your property. They offer cost-effective solutions to any tree problem that you may face. So if you have any tree issues on your property, in in your yard, whatever the case may be, they're just a quick phone call away. They are experts trimming all types of trees and they serve Southeastern PA, South Jersey, and Northern Delaware. Flynn Tree Services specializes in tree removal, stump grinding, and tree pruning. Now, as I mentioned, it's that time of year now. And if you have a tree that's maybe a little bit older, you got some branches that come down pretty easily if it's windy or you get rain, you might want to get that taken care of, right? It's a great time to have your tree evaluated. You go to their Facebook or Instagram pages for more information or a sampling of their work. Give Flynn Tree Services a call today at 610-850-2848. That's 610-850-2848 or online at FlynnTreeServices.com. That's FlynnTreeServices.com. Go to get your game on. Go for the beers, go for the cheers, go for the hit and the hits, go for the stakes and the stakes, go to get your parlay on, go to get your party on, go for the scene, go for the screens, go for the gallery, go for the win, go to ocean, visit theoceanac.com to plan your visit. Philadelphia fans. We're cut from a different cloth. Born into a brotherhood and bonded to our team for life. We believe anything is possible because we've witnessed the impossible. While we may be from different neighborhoods, come Sunday, we are one and we will be heard. Pondley Hockey, official partner of the Philadelphia Eagles. It's the number one news at 10 p.m. Action news on PHL 17. Join Shari Williams, Gray Hall, Deuces Rogers, and meteorologist Adam Joseph for all the big stories at a time that's right for you. Action news at 10 p.m. on PHL 17. 
I get scared sometimes. Of a lot of things. Joining in. Decisions. The dark. The dark. But I once heard someone say. But as I always say. It's okay to be afraid. As long as you face the fear. And keep moving forward. Wherever you are in life, count on the name trusted in insurance for over 80 years. Independence Blue Cross. Welcome to Pond Lee Hockey. We've helped over 100,000 injured and disabled workers obtain benefits, as well as some of the biggest settlements in the state. If you've been injured at work, give Pond Lee Hockey a call. Go passionately. Go fearlessly. Go confidently. Go first! <clears throat> go confidently towards your goals with First Trust, Philly's hometown bank for nearly 90 years, and the official bank of the Philadelphia Eagles. We're focused on getting you over the goal line. So go with conviction. Go with trust. Go first! And go forward with us by your side. First Trust Bank, the official bank of Philadelphia dreams. Oh, and go birds. What's up, everybody? Hour number three, Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network. Uh, it is a Tuesday. He's Barrett. He's Derek. I am Rob. We're hanging with you until 3 Eastern. All right, guys, let's talk a little NFL. Uh, Derek, let's start with this one. It was a wacky, as it always is, it seems like, week one of the NFL. A lot of upsets, a lot of kind of weird stuff that went down, capped off last night by some quite curious coaching decisions by Nathaniel Hackett, who's apparently yeah. dug in on his decision-making. Uh, that's going to be an interesting ride if that's the way this guy thinks uh, in the NFL. But we'll see. Uh, it'll be it not won't last long. long. Yeah, it'll be. In a, it will be <laughs> NFL if that's the case. Not for long. Um, but yeah, if you didn't see, he fell asleep last night on a fourth and five. So what would have amounted to a sixty-four yard field goal from Brandon McManus uh, that, that would have won the game for for Denver? Rather than putting the ball in the hands of Russell Wilson with a fourth and five with a minute and change left, he elected to go for a 64-yarder, right. which came up wide left. He actually had – I think he had the distance, and it just went wide left. Um, nonetheless, you, you invested 200-some-odd million and a lot of draft picks into the guy, and you try to have your field goal kicker make a 64-yarder. You know the longest field goal ever made in Seattle's 57? Yeah. So if you're gonna if you're gonna <laughs> analytic me to death, you better know that before you're trying a 64 yarder. Anyway, da, da, da. exactly. So uh, regardless, they lose in in Russell Wilson's return there. Uh, Seattle pulls off the win. A lot of upsets, Derek. So uh, let, uh, let's start with you on oh, this. Well, one, uh, you... But yeah, also, man. when he kicked it the first time before they called the timeout, the timeout. they <laughs> saw how bad it would look when they kicked it the first yeah. time. Yeah. And yeah. his his logic was, yeah, we got the we got a bad one out of the way. Okay. I'm sure he did. <laughs> and he hooked it He hooked it to the left the first time. Same thing. He did the same exact thing. Yeah. 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 It was bad. It was not good. Anyway, so we'll, we'll go through our top three surprises week one. Uh, we'll go Derek and then Barrett. Derek, you. Um, I, I deliberately omitted last night's game because we talked about that game in depth earlier in this show. Right. So I start out with that Bears-Niners game. Yes, I know it's a sloppy feel, 
But the Bears, the Bears have nowhere near the talent the 49ers do. The fact that the Niners lost that game to a quarterback who completed only eight passes, it still sits here and baffles me. With their defensive prowess, number one, how does Chicago score 19 points on your defense? Yeah. Number two, how does this how does this 49ers offense, even in the muck, only score 10 points? And I know a lot of people are going to point fingers to Trey Lance. And it, you know that? I'm so glad we're not in that, that Bermuda Triangle because I guarantee you in the Bay Area, the quarterback controversy has already started. Get Garoppolo back in there right yeah, now. He's just sitting there. That's off. the problem with, with Garoppolo coming back. And I don't blame them, but that's exactly right. Yeah. But you scored no points against the 49ers defense until the third quarter. You ended up with 19 points. That was my first game. The second game, and I chuckled after I saw the outcome of the game. I didn't get to see much of the game. But Mike Tomlin's team somehow found a way to, to beat this Bengals team. You sacked Burrow seven times. Because he got hit so much, it contributed to his four interceptions in this game. Right. Then you blocked the game-winning extra point. Oof. And in overtime, you find a way to come back and do it. And, oh, by the way, your premier defensive player wasn't there to finish the game because of a peck injury. And you still find – and let's face it, Trubisky played an efficient game. One. He did what um, he had to do. He yeah, he did what he had to do. Yeah, yeah, he did. Yeah. But Trubisky played an efficient game. Yeah, he did. Yeah. You know, yeah, if you get it. that from him all year, you'll be fine because your your defense is so talented and you have yes. such a good running attack. Yeah, no you'll question. Be all right. Yeah, and number and number three, I saved deliberately. Brian Dayball, hats off to you. You were true to your word. You told your guys in training camp, "I'm going to be aggressive." You're in a situation where you could tie the game and probably try to win it in overtime. You look at your players on the sideline and you say, "Hey, I'm going for it." What do you think? They give you a glowing endorsement. And the thing about it was when Saquon scored the two-point conversion, now you saw how it happened, okay? Daniel Jones hits him with a shovel pass. Saquon got hit like two yards behind the line of scrimmage. The guy tried to wrap him up around the legs. When I saw the play, the first thing I'm thinking was what Malcolm Jenkins said in the locker room a few years ago when he tried to tackle Saquon along the sideline, and he missed him, and he bounced right off. He said, that man's thighs are so big. You can't get your arms around this man's thighs. And because of his lower leg power was the reason why he was able to dive in the end zone for that two-point conversion. Yeah. And of course, Tennessee gets shocked. So those are my three. All right, let me, Barrett, before you jump, can I just, I want to pick up on Derek's last point with, with the Giants. Right, so right. I mentioned this to you guys yesterday. So how Dable went to his defensive players during that drive and said, yep. if we yep. score, I'm yep. going for two. You guys good. Yep. So that, I thought that was great to incorporate your guys and, and just have them be on board. The other thing that he really did that was important in that game, he reestablished Saquon. Yes. Like, oh my goodness. It had been a brutal couple of years for him with injuries and it was just a mess, right? He basically said to him before the game, dude, you're my guy. Know that. Like, and we cut, we get in big spots, you're getting the ball. And Saquon talked about it afterwards. Like, man, I felt like I, I feel like I'm back now. Like, I feel like that's now I'm me again. So watch out for Dable, man. That's a, he's a problem for the Eagles. It's not yet, not yet, but it's going to be in, in a while. And Rob, Saquon had 164 yards rushing against a pretty rugged defensive front running behind a passed up offensive line. Right, right on. That's commitment. That's yep. commitment. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right, Barry, how about you? First of all, I'm going to go with um, the Dolphins beating up on the Patriots. Yeah. yeah. I mean, come on, man. You know, a new coach going against the best coach to ever coach any type of game. And they literally beat up on There was no sense of, 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 of the Patriots even being in the game. No sense of it. And they did pretty good against, you know, 
uh, the weapons of the Dolphins. They just, I mean, they just didn't seem like they was in sync with it. They had nothing on offense. I mean, their starting running back, Harris, only had 48 yards on nine carries. Come on, man. Stevenson, eight, um, eight carries for 25 yards. Mac Jones only throwing for 213 yards. Yeah. That was a total and utterly uh, utter passing of the, of, of the torch. It's, it's no longer sitting in, uh, in Foxborough now. Gone. That is gone now. Then I turn around my second game. It's the Steelers-Bengals. I mean, come on, man. I mean, that, that matchup there is now the new matchup as far as, you know, the, the consensus, the big boys on, on, on the block now. They mm-hmm. just got out of the, the Super Bowl. I'm thinking it'll come in and annihilate this Pittsburgh team who just, you know, just got their quarterback, announced their quarterback mm-hmm. as a starter. Um, and they just go out there and lose. They, they handed the game to the Steelers. They handed mm-hmm. it to them. Defensively, they did play. They did ball out. Like Minka Fitzpatrick, they, they should put an S on his chest. You know what I'm saying? He played his butt off, man. But, you know, the fact that they came back to what they, they blocked the kick, they missed the kick, and now they turn around, Steelers kick it to win it. Great game. And then my last game, and I, I doubt if you could watch the game, but the Texans and Colts, how do you tie? How do you tie, man? Come yeah. on now. I mean, the Colts, should, they, they should feel ashamed of themselves against a team that they don't even want to be out there. Come on, man. Come on, you got Matt Ryan here. He throws with 352 yards. Jonathan Taylor had 161 yards rushing. Yeah. 161 yards rushing, and you don't win the game? Are you kidding me? Davis Mills goes out there, 23 for for 37, but 240 yards. He's not bad. I know everybody wants to dump on him. He's not bad. But they're rushing. Rex Burkhead. You guys remember Rex Burkhead? He's absolutely. Yeah. Back in the day, yeah. back back in the day, they held him to 40 yards on 14 carries. Mm. And you still end up tying the game? Come on, man. Brandon Cooks didn't even have 100 yards. He had 82 yards on seven receptions. Mm. And they tied him. Yeah, that can't happen. They tied him. So that's, yeah. that's got to be the worst game ever right there. Uh-huh. And they should be absolutely, you know, just embarrassed <clears throat> that they tied against the Texans. All right, you guys hit a couple of mine. I'll just I'll pick it up with the Cowboys. Um, surprised? I I can't say I'm shocked, but I thought they'd show up for this game. Mm-hmm. And the problem is, you know, even before he got hurt, which was late, you know, later in the game. But Prescott, fourteen of twenty nine, one hundred and thirty four, only averaged four point six yards per completion, yeah. no <laughs> touchdowns, a pick. He's sacked twice, has a 47 passer rating. You go to the receivers, CeeDee Lamb, two catches, 29 yards. All I hear about, he's wearing 88. He's 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 Michael Irvin. He's Drew Pearson because he's got 88 on. He's Des Bryant. Okay. Well, where are you, dude? Where are you at? So he doesn't show up. Okay. Right. The, the vaunted running game rushes for 71 yards. Okay. And 11 of those were Dak Prescott. The vaunted running game. Dallas just doesn't show up at all. And, and I'll no. tell you, Tampa wasn't on their A game no. either. Well, you know what shocked me? Yeah. Tony Pollard, six carries. Yes, I don't That's get it. that. I don't six get that. And I know Elliott's numbers aren't bad in terms of average, but it's almost like they're, they're just trying to justify his salary. Yes. Tony Pollard should be the primary. Other than Minka Parsons, 
I don't see anything really special here. No. So like, what's no. special on either side of the ball? And, so Rob, did you see how many overthrows Dak had? How I many, know. He looked terrible. The overthrows Derek. were horrendous. They He wasn't on the same page with his receivers. There were overthrows. Yeah. That was a total slop fest. Yep. And, and it was, man. It was. They looked like garbage, man. Bro, so, how did Tony Pollard six yards for eight? I mean, uh, six carries for eight yards, bro. That's, that, and I think right now That's Tony Travis. Pollard's a better runner than, than Zeke. Yes. Right oh, now. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he is. No, he flat out is. I mean, there's there's no question about it. So, look, you guys hit on the Giants. I I think it was impressive. I think it's going it, to – it's still – they're still a losing team this year. They're an mm-hmm. under 500 team. But Dable's the right guy. I think if he gets the right quarterback, that thing gets expedited real quick. Like, that's going to be fixed pretty quickly because they'll get healthier along their offensive line. Uh, and they've invested some money there. I give Lovey Smith a lot of credit. That's a, That is a great job. After everything they've been through the last couple of years between, you know, Deshaun Watson, you know, wanting out of there and just them being bad. Trading out all their assets, their everything. best players, trading yeah. them out. Yeah. yeah. DeAndre yeah. Hopkins dealt yeah. for just a, a running back, like just ridiculous stuff. Bill O'Brien was, you know, should have never been given control of that thing. To, to have them tie with not great talent, I think was really, really impressive. Absolutely. Uh, absolutely. Their, their best running back is Rex Burkhead. Yeah, Are you kidding me? <laughs> yeah, that's uh that's an indictment, man. Uh, you know, for sure. But you know, you guys both hit on some really key things. I, I think the way that not so much how the Dolphins played, but how badly New England looks. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. know, yeah. and we kept saying it's the preseason, Belichick's got a greater plan, it's gonna be revealed when this stuff gets real, and it hasn't been, you know, they mm. look lost. And I feel like Mac Jones has been in, put in a position to not succeed. Okay, yeah, yeah. Um so yeah, I think it's it, it could be really interesting the way this thing goes, uh, you know, marching forward here. So well, it, it, I think that you know, we all though, we all knew that you know when 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 the season started, you know, the plan will be revealed. Well, the plan did get revealed. It's just a sorry plan. It's a terrible yeah. plan. That's what it is. Yeah, they, well, they think, maybe maybe they are who we thought they were. I right. think the bigger problem <laughs> is too. You have a, a defensive guy calling the plays. Right, right, right. Uh, Patricia, I don't get that. Still don't Patricia get that. is a yeah. defensive coordinator, yes. not, not, not an and, offensive mind. And he's guy. calling the plays? Right. I don't get is, that. is Belichick almost too loyal to, like, some of these guys when they come back? Absolutely. You know, like, Judge and, and Patricia, I don't feel like earned the right to be their the co-offensive yeah. coordinator or whatever Special they are. team coach mm. and, yeah. a, and, and, a, uh, and a defensive defense coach. coach. Yeah. That's great. All right, so a couple other NFL things. So it looks like TJ Watt has a tear, but he didn't tear the tendon in the pec, which means potentially he could be back as early as six weeks from now. Mm. And he tweeted out a little bit earlier, like a, a Schwarzenegger, I'll be back meme. So he's not getting surgery. They're going to try and play this thing out without him getting surgery. So that, that's one thing from an injury standpoint. Oh, man, that's terrible, man. It is terrible. Come on, man. Like I, My boy, like I said, my boy Steve did it. Yeah, his whole his whole you know pec muscles like over here, like all his pec, all this right here, it snapped. So all he has is this part of his pec right here. Yeah, Yeah. just this part. Yeah, all it it always feels like you know these guys end up eventually tearing it anyway once they do battle again. Exactly. You know, we'll see. Maybe he's maybe he's the exception. Uh, Dak Prescott did have the surgery yesterday. Initially, we thought six to eight weeks. Jerry Jones goes on his radio show today and says basically. Yeah, we're not going to eye arm, and we're looking at four weeks. You know, he had he had uh, surgery. He had a pin inserted in there. 
you know, uh, that, that it feels like all the stuff that like Bryce Harper got and yep. it took Harper about two months. Yes, but exactly. According to Dr. Jerry, it's only going to be four weeks. So, you know, we'll see how quickly he gets back. It, it looks like if it's, if it's four weeks, it's going to butt right up against when the Eagles play them. Well, I, I'm glad. I'm glad. I'm, I'm, I'm happy that this is going to happen. That means he's not going to have any power in that hand when he throws. He's yeah. already overthrowing people as it is. That's just that's just bodes well for us. Let him come back. Let him come back. If that's I'm a coach, hand. if I'm a coach, coach coaching for Dallas, Jerry Jones would drive me nuts. Yeah, you know, or, or somebody needs to put a muzzle on him. You don't need to tell everything right away. Mm-hmm. You know, you really don't. You know, part of what the NFL is is a guessing game. You keep you keep people guessing. Now, eventually, it's going to come out that he had the pin put in. He's going to be out X amount of weeks. But you can't put a definitive timetable or something like that because of what you just said. Bryce Harper, the same thing, two months. What makes you think he's coming back in four weeks? You know, Bryce Harper had that thing that he's trying to grip a bet. This man's trying to throw a football as hard as he can yeah. with that pin in there? Yep. Uh-uh. No, it's not going to happen. I know. So, anyway, we'll, we'll, we'll see. It, it, I'm with you, Derek. It's almost like you make a deal with the devil. You, you yep, say, yeah, I'm, I'm going to be paid well. <laughs> I'm going to be a head coach. Yeah, but yeah. I, I'm going to have to deal with this stuff from him. It's not a, it's not an easy spot to be in, man. And I, I'm not a big Mike McCarthy fan to begin with, but I don't envy right. him with that stuff. Uh, no, no, absolutely not. It's, especially no. when this heir apparent is right down the street. Oh, yeah, uh-huh. So bad, so bad. All hey, right, so, Sean, you know, Sean, Sean right now is having too much fun working on Fox. Oh, I don't even yeah. think he's thinking about football. I, he, you know what? He is. He will say things. I'll give him that. He is not yeah. one of those former coaches who's just like, yeah, you gotta, you gotta block better. He's yeah. like, yeah. he's sharing like stories. And, yeah, he and is. Pretty decent insights. I watched a little bit of him on Sunday. Um, weird approach by Robert Sala. <laughs> now explain the, this to me, man. Explain yeah. Okay. So he's the Jets coach, and he came out yesterday and basically said. Yeah, we hear all the stuff people are saying about us, uh, and I'm taking receipts, and I'll be reminding all of you, you know, when we get this thing turned around. That's a dangerous game to be play, to be playing, man. Um, first Especially of all, especially New York. Yeah, it's an organization that has careful. perennially been bad, right? Yeah. The Jets are always second class citizens to the Giants. Even this Sunday, the Giants win and the Jets lose, right? And he's kind of going down the road of like, okay, uh, uh, I'm going to stick it in your face. Just be humble, man, and, and build it. He also talked about how hard it is to be a coach in New York. It uh-huh. feels like he's cracking a little bit already. Uh-huh. So it you was know, a bad approach. Do, hey, Xander, do you have that caption? of? I think the New York the New York Times or the Post, they do Post. In, in, the Post, the best job in the business in terms of putting captions up pertaining to story issues. And they had the one where uh, Sal is holding the receipts in his hand in yesterday's paper. Yeah, or maybe we have it. Paper. We have it. Here it is. Yeah, I yeah, think this is out. money. This is straight money. Look <laughs> at it. I love it. He's holding receipts. Okay. Yes. The thing is, you have to be now. If you say something like that in Buffalo or Green Bay, okay, but you say this in in the most critical market, critical sports market in all of the United States. So, Robert, while you're holding receipts. You don't think every media outlet in that tri-state region is holding receipts also to call yeah. you on this yeah. at the end of the season when your team wins four or five games? Yeah, they're vicious <laughs> enough. Now you now you got gasoline out. You're like, oh, my goodness. Shh, shh. I, you, you, know, know. you know what, Rob? I can see a point where in the latter part of the season, if the Jets are only a three or four win team, you got fans in the stands, those who are left, holding receipts. Oh, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, I can see that coming. You, you know, know that's coming. 
yeah. you know that's coming. Man. I agree. I it's uh, <laughs> I would not I, if I'm Joe Douglas. Robert, come on in today, man. Let's yeah, let's chat. Yeah, let's talk. No about No more bro. of that, my man. Let's just <clears throat> let's start winning on the field and let people say whatever they want to say. I don't know. I don't know if you're going. Well, uh, you know, Salas Salas, you know, an intense dude. I don't know if you would call him in there. You know what I mean? <laughs> I don't, might be. I, he. It feels like he's going down a dangerous road, Barrett. I I might try and get him. Steve, yeah, nah, make it the ways out for him. Joe's a big guy too, so I guess he would say something, man. You know, that that'll be a rumble in the jungle right there. Sala against that's too <laughs> heavy. <Douglas. laughs> I well, think Sala probably. Solid. <laughs> me too. Me too. I, yeah, I, I would say like the, uh, Joe was instrumental in bringing Sala to the Jets organization. Yeah. So I think Sala would be smart enough to listen to Joe Douglas for a few minutes. <laughs> May not listen to him long. But at least a few minutes before it became a rumble in the jungle. Agreed. Right. <laughs> um, yeah, that's a good point. Um, the, one of the, the brutal things for Seattle last night, despite you know getting the win, Jamal Adams' quad injury, and uh, hmm. Pete Carroll called it very serious. When a coach is saying that, it's never a good sign. So he got carted off last night. It didn't look – the play didn't look all that serious, but you can't no. really judge off of that sometimes. But it, it's uh, – it didn't vote. That looked like one of those, maybe the season for him. So that's a shame. That's a big loss. He ripped the squad muscle. Yeah, yeah. man. Same I think he's I did, one of the man. best. Yeah, I yeah. think he's one of the best safeties in the game. And you know, it's a shame. The last few years, he's had to go through this, all this injury stuff, man. Great player. It's unfortunate. Uh, Seattle, they're gonna miss him on the back end of that defense. But after what I saw last night, again, it's the first game. Fired up. National TV playing yeah. against Russell Wilson. Everybody said you have no chance to win. They came out hot as a hornet's nest, and they played to the best of their ability. Um, we're going to find out just how much they miss him as the season continues. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right, Elijah Mitchell, also part of the uh, the mm. walking wounded here. He's at at least two months with a severe MCL sprain mm. uh, running back for the for the Niners. That's a, he, he's a good – he's an underrated player. Um, that's, a, that's a tough loss for them. So. Hard, hard running back. And, and the thing is, when they call it a severe MCL sprain, basically it's a tear. Yeah. They're just yeah. not calling it a tear. It's a tear, yeah. you know. And man, I that's that's I love watching that kid run the football, mm-hmm. man. He he is a banger between the tackles, man. He gives you everything he has. That's gonna hurt the 49ers a lot. He's tough. Uh, I thought this these comments were interesting from Brady, Tom Brady. He was on the Let's Go podcast. Yeah, uh, talked about I'm feeling more things. More, he said, I'm feeling more than things I felt, you know, in the past for some reason, and. Tell me if this doesn't sound like a guy who there's a lot going on here. So he says, quote, I haven't had a Christmas in 23 years. I haven't had a Thanksgiving in 23 years. I haven't celebrated birthdays with people I care about that are, you know, born from August to January. And, you know, I'm not going to be able to I'm not able to attend funerals. I'm not able to attend weddings. I think there comes a point in your life where you say, you know what? I've had my fill and it's enough time to go on to move on to other parts of life, which, you know, I push myself to the max. I got everything I could out of my ability and I hope that everybody gets everything they can, you know, out of their own doing and, you know, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, he, we never heard this kind of stuff from him before. No, I, I, my sense is, and I have no idea what's going on with him at home, whatever, but <clears throat> he retires. He then comes back. Is he maybe having a little buyer's remorse that he actually came back? Is it, does it feel like that to you guys? I know he look, still looks sharp on Sunday night, but I of wonder. Course. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Of course. His guy isn't there. Gronk. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, his guy Gronk isn't there. Um, You know, Ryan's not there. Yeah. The center. 
he's my plan right now. Um, he's like, man, I went back to camp, played in camp. Now I'm into the season, 17 games. I got 16 more to go. It's like, all right, let's just get this over with. Right. Um, I, I, think, I think Giselle's getting in his ear finally, you know? Yeah. Um, if if you, if that's the way you felt now, shouldn't you have more thoroughly thought this out when you retired and then and 10 days later decided to come back? Mm-hmm. You had plenty of time. There was no pressure for you to come back and announce when you're coming back as quickly as you did. Yep. You had plenty of time to sit back and analyze the situation at 44 years old. Hey, look, I've given this game everything I've had. I've won more rings than anybody else in the history of this game. I get all these commercial endorsements. I got money coming in. My wife is money coming in. We don't need money. We have a, we live a very lavish life. It's time to me to go out and ride off into the sunset. Yep. You know, now we all say that sometimes those competitive juices, juices take over common sense. And I think in this case, it might've been the case, but as I said earlier in this week, um, Hey, that man, 45 years old, he can still sling it though. Uh, no, still he, sling it. no doubt. He, he still, it's a it's, freak. Freaking craziest thing I've ever seen uh, what he's been able to do yeah, uh, yeah. at this at any sport, especially but especially in that sport. Um, all right, I, I did want to delve a little bit into the Vikings, and we'll do more on this that you know as the week progresses tomorrow and all that good stuff. But you know they beat the Packers twenty three to seven, and I know handily right. It wasn't even a game, and I know Green Bay's dealing with a lot of turnover in their receiving core, but still holding them to seven points is really impressive. And then offensively. You know, Justin Jefferson, nine nine catches, 184 yards, averaged 20.4 yards per catch, two touchdowns, and Dalvin Cook had a good game too. 20 rushes, 90 yards, that's four and a half yards per carry. Lastly, on the other side, Jordan Hicks, 14 tackles in a sack and a couple tackles for losses on top of it. So they had some guys who went crazy on Sunday in that game. This is going to be a real challenge for the Eagles this week. Well, um, we knew that when we looked at this game back in the spring, you know, um, now it's come, it's, it's, it's come pay, payment time has come due. Um, i tell you what, Minnesota's defensive front against this Eagles offensive line, the Vikings linebacking trio, the back end of their defense, Minnesota's basically a complete team, yeah. you know, when you think about it. And, you know, I, I, we keep talking about Thielen, we keep talking about Thielen and, and Jefferson, but, uh, you know, Irv Smith is a pretty good dog on tight end also for them. Yeah, he is. Um, so Jonathan Gannon has got his work cut out for him in this particular game. Now I can see a scenario where, yeah, no, yeah hey, no. I can see, you know, we're worried about the Vikings, this, that, and the other. What if the Eagles defense jumped up and held the Vikings to less than 17 points? Can you imagine Yeah, that? like I, I know things didn't look perfect on Sunday for the Eagles, right, right. but I'm not ready to – like I'm, I'm gonna let this play out. Throw in a towel, yeah. They're they are truly better than what we saw in the areas that they struggled at. Like I, I think they'll figure out the defensive line uh, alignment, if you will. Uh, yeah. I think I think guys will play better, and I think may hopefully Gannon makes adjustments. If he doesn't, then everybody has every right to, to trash him. Uh, but I think the offensive line will do better in pass protection. Barrett, I think they'll figure out. If, if Minnesota's sending the house like Detroit did, and I'm sure Minnesota, Minnesota's going to mirror a lot of the things that Detroit did because Detroit Absolutely. had success, especially in the second half. But I think there will be adjustments made. And I think I think we're going to see a much better Eagles effort now. They're playing a way better team, too. But I think they're going to be much better on, on Monday night. Monday night, home opener, national TV. Um, 
you know, they're hearing the noise. People are happy they won the game, but people are not happy with the overall performance, especially along the defensive line, uh, defensive front. They're going to be ready to go. They'll be fired up. Um, I just can't wait to see who gets Jefferson, who gets Thielen. Bradbury, Slay, who gets who? I That's the biggest chess ma- match I want to see. I'm with you. I, it doesn't have to be Slay on, on Jefferson to start. Well, you know, receivers are going to move around to try to get the best yeah. mis- mismatch matchup they can. Yeah. Uh, but it's going to be interesting to see how the Eagles corners cover those guys. Yeah. No question. And, and looking at – I mean, I keep going back to it, but Wes Phillips, the offensive coordinator um, of, of the, the Vikings, Minnesota, yeah. he was the passing coordinator in the, what the Rams organization that had Cooper Cup and Matthew right. Stafford. And all last year, we kept saying, how the heck is he always so open? Yeah. What scheme is he running that he's so open? And I heard an interview maybe a month ago from um, from uh, Jefferson saying, you know, Justin was like, man, you know, I see how Cooper Cup is as wide open as he is. Mm. You know, Coach West has me doing the same type of thing. And I'm, I, I'm in practice. I'm surprised to see how open I am. Well, now you see – you know what's going on? Nine catches for 184 yards. That scheme gets that guy open. Mm-hmm. Now he's the only one that's eating. Nobody else is eating like that. Not even Adam. And how long is that going to take? Yeah, for it? that gets catch. old. Too much. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? He had three catches for 36 yards. It's still 12 yards a pop average. Yeah. And um, but the scheme in which they have it, you know, will make Justin Jefferson the best receiver in the league. But. I mean, how do you stop that? Do you put it? You make a man to man. Do you do you bracket him? I mean, how do you bracket him? Because he he's always wide open. Whoever's in that scheme is always wide open. Mm-hmm. So I don't know how they do it, man. So I mean, West Phillips, I don't know what you're doing. We need to figure it out. And they got one extra day to try to figure it out, too, man. And did you? I, and speaking of that, I, I usually this is week one. If I'm maybe I'm misremembering, but isn't the doubleheader usually the first week? Yes. So we yeah. got a Monday night doubleheader. The, the first game is the Titans and the Bills at 7.15. Then it's the Vikings and the Eagles at 8.30. So the, the Titans-Bills is on ESPN, and then the Eagles and the Vikings are, are an ABC game. That I wonder why they flipped it to week two. Yeah, I don't get that. But why couldn't we get the 7.15 game? Why? <laughs> why? Right, right. Why couldn't we have that early game? Let's we see. want no, no, no sleep for, the, for, you know, for us. For the weary? No, no sleep for us, man. Well, we're, Tuesday we're gonna have some bags under the eyes, but we'll be yeah. we'll be all right. We'll get it done. But yeah, it's a it's a good doubleheader too. I was looking ahead at the uh, there's a lot of you know games that all of a sudden became a lot more interesting. Like Washington Detroit now is yes. a lot more interesting. To oh me. yes, oh yeah. <laughs> measuring rod on Sunday would be a measuring rod. You know, yeah. You know, uh, I'm now Carolina and, and the Giants. Like I'm curious to see what the Giants look yep. like in week two. Yep. Uh, exactly. That's going to be a you know a whole different ball game, but I want to see if New England shows up this week. They're at Pittsburgh. That Ooh. one's interesting to me, right? How Ooh. is Miami going to play as well as they played Week One? They're at Baltimore. Oh, um, defense against them. Ooh, yeah. Uh, what's game. Seattle going to look like? They're at San Francisco. Uh, that's that's. And then you got C- You got Cincinnati at Dallas. You have Arizona, who looked bad against the Raiders, who lost. That game's in Vegas. So you know they're pissed they're, off. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and both teams are. A couple of the Monday night games. So there's um there's a lot a lot of good games again on the slate, man. Mm. Always is. Oh, and, and and I uh buried the lead. Thursday night is the Chargers and the Chiefs at game. Oh! Oh! Game of the week. So here oh. we go, man. Hey, you know what the best thing about this slate is? 
I get to stay home on Sunday and watch football. All of them. I get to watch football on Sunday. Look at you. You don't see Huh? What? I ain't got to travel no more. All I can do is I can sleep in my own bed Friday night, get up, go. go do the Temple game. They got Rutgers. I got Rutgers Temple this weekend. There you I go. What, what, do you, what, what do you see? What do you see, Rob? Um, I think that Temple's in trouble. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> even with I agree, the, Rob. Even with Kurt Warner, son? Even with Kurt Warner. Warner. So I think I think it could be a rude awakening for young Kurt. Uh, I, and I I give him credit. He came in there and played clutch. But, I, yeah, I don't – I think Stan Drayton's got them on the right path, but not yet. Not yet. Yeah, he, he, it's, it's got to get a little bit. more discipline. And you know. see, um, um, Shiano's done a nice job with Rutgers. Yes, he has. Yes, He's he has. Nice Rob, job. how many how many games you see Tampa winning this year? Oof. Uh, I, they already won one. So I think that they will win in the neighborhood about three. Okay. Three, four. It's going to be a challenge. Mm. Yeah, it's going to be a challenge. They, the, the cover was left pretty pretty barren for uh, for Stan. So it's going to take that Stan portal, man. The, the new portal, man. The players' portal. That, that portal is nothing but free agency. And you, you yell at a kid now, oh, I'm leaving. I'm going to portal. Yeah. And they can yeah. just leave. Yeah, the, the portal's a double-edged sword. It can yeah, hurt it you. It can help you. Yep. Uh, yep. A lot of it depends on – like, in theory, you would think a city like Philadelphia, you should be able to do okay with the NIL, but I don't know. Like, I think Temple could win next week against UMass for yep. sure. Um, yep. It better be UMass. UMass is trash. Yeah, that's one they have to win – is there maybe one more? And that's man, Navy didn't look good when I watched them uh, play Delaware. They well, think, think they it win Navy. Navy. Yeah, and that that gets you three. So yep. I, I just got you three right there, <laughs> and that that uh, that'll do it. All right, let's uh, let's get a timeout. Let's come back. We'll continue with the uh, with the football talk, mixing some Phillies, mixing some uh, some open talk, some baseball stuff, and some uh, on this date and birthdays as well. We got a lot in store for you. Don't go anywhere. Derek Gunn, Barrett Brooks, Rob Ellis, Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network. Go to get your game on. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the stakes and the stakes. Go to get your parlay on. Go to get your party on. Go for the scene, go for the screens, go for the gallery, go for the win, go to ocean. Visit theoceanac.com to plan your visit. Philadelphia fans were cut from a different cloth. Born into a brotherhood and bonded to our team for life. We believe anything is possible because we've witnessed the impossible. While we may be from different neighborhoods, come Sunday, we are one, and we will be heard. Pondley Hockey, official partner of the Philadelphia Eagles. It's the number one news at 10 p.m. Action news on PHL 17. Join Shari Williams, Gray Hall, Deuces Rogers, and meteorologist Adam Joseph for all the big stories at a time that's right for you. Action news at 10 p.m. on PHL 17. I get scared sometimes. Of a lot of things. Joining in. Decisions. The dark. The dark. But I once heard someone say. But as I always say. It's okay to be afraid. As long as you face the fear. And keep moving forward. Wherever you are in life, count on the name trusted in insurance for over 80 years. 
Independence Blue Cross. Welcome to Pond Lee Hockey. We've helped over 100,000 injured and disabled workers obtain benefits, as well as some of the biggest settlements in the state. If you've been injured at work, give Pond Lee Hockey a call. Go passionately. Go fearlessly. Go confidently. Go first! <clears throat> Go confidently towards your goals with First Trust, Philly's hometown bank for nearly 90 years, and the official bank of the Philadelphia Eagles. We're focused on getting you over the goal line. So go with conviction. Go with trust. Go back. And go forward with us by your side. First Trust Bank, the official bank of Philadelphia dreams. Oh, and go birds. segment of the program hope you're doing well thanks for hanging with us we are sports take jacob sports youtube network reminder you can catch all of our podcasts whether it's guest we had jeff McLean on a little bit earlier whether it's guest or whether it's the entire program you go to jacobsports.com or jacob sports youtube network to catch all of our work barrett i want to hit you with this one um a stat from our guy john mcmullen john who does birds 365 with yep. eight to ten every morning uh john tweeted out and he said, uh, Eagles ranked 32nd of 32 teams when it came to tackling in week one, according to Pro Football Focus. So they were the worst team in terms of tackling. That it, There's no other way to spin that than your team wasn't ready for week one. If you are last in tackling in the in week one, you were not ready. No, they're, they're nowhere close to being ready. You, you, you're going you're gonna to suffer that. When you're going with the mindset that you're not gonna you're not gonna play in the preseason games, it's just not gonna happen. You 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 learn tackling, you get good at tackling by tackling, driving your feet through. When you make contact, keep your feet moving, bring your arms around, tackling guys. They didn't do that. They didn't do it in practice. So how do you expect to go out there and be a good tackling team? You don't do it. Yeah, but you know what, B Brooks. Um, there are other teams that, that take that same approach. And I'm trying to figure out what's the difference between multitudes of other teams taking the same approach. We're not going to hit as much in practice. We're not going to practice as intense. Um, but yet this team finished dead last, according to the stats, in tackling, tackling form, bringing down. I mean, what is it? Is, is it a desire? Is it? Well, that's what defense is. You know, you yeah. heard Vic Sill say it. Defense is an attitude. I said Seth say it a bunch of times also. Defense is an attitude. Defense is more so want to than you know than than anything else. You gotta want to go up there and tackle. You can't just think you can just run and butt heads and run through people. No, that doesn't happen. Mm. These guys are too good at this level to do that. You gotta come through, wrap your arms, and go through the block. I mean, go through the tackle. They're not doing it. And I would I would venture to say that those teams that go through the same thing that the Eagles are doing or down low on the totem pole. Also, mm. they're probably sitting around, you know, 25 and below the teams right. that didn't, right. You'll see the teams that did have physical camps tackle better because you know how to tackle. Yeah. And it's not just tackling. <clears throat> it's blocking. Also mm -hmm. 
offensive lines that go out there and finish plays are better during the uh, regular season in the beginning than teams that don't. Mm. Blocking when you hit somebody, that's when the block. What's when the when the block starts? You got to get your head across. You got to make sure you position yourself the right way. You got to blow guys off the ball. If you don't practice that, it's hard to now your body, your body and your mind just automatically do it. It takes a while for you to learn that. So that's why you really learn what you are as a team and what you do best as a team right around your fourth game. Hell, it took the Eagles to their eighth game to learn who they were as um, as a team. So that's just the nature of not practicing and not doing the things, the little things that turn into big things until you start doing those little things again. Hey, you want to see a tackling clinic? Look at that Seattle defense last night. I don't know. Those dudes sticking their heads in the numbers. They're sticking the shoulder. Good form, wrapping up, you know, um, consistently, you know. And I don't know what their practice schedule was like during uh, training camp. I'm sure Pete Carroll went at them a little bit harder uh, because there were so many uncertainties about this team, what they have and don't have. But, they got in trouble for it. Yeah. Oh, yeah, they, they did. You're right. You're right. But so they, did Minnesota. Uh, their tackling form was on point. So did Minnesota. They yeah. got in trouble also too for being too rough. Mm-hmm. And look what they did to Pittsburgh I mean, for to the uh, Packers. Barrett, think about what you just said. They got in trouble for being too rough. Yeah, <laughs> in a rough game. You know what I mean? That's crazy. How dare you hit so hard in football? Yes. Yeah. Hey, am I lying though? No, you're no. telling the truth. No, they got fined for it. Didn't wasn't it like um a couple a uh, couple hundred thousand? That's you know, crazy for for for. for, for Practicing too hard. We're Doing in bizarro world, aren't we? Oh, man, yeah, did we that's get here? crazy, man. It is strange. Uh, that's for sure. All right, so I'm going to hit a couple things uh, baseball-wise. Philly's back at it tonight. They're playing a three-game set in Miami against the Marlins. So they are currently uh, at one and a half games up for the second wild card spot. Um, they have uh, – coming off a sweep of the Nationals. They're 78-62 and 62 overall. They have 22 games left, guys. Um, so uh, the way this thing looks for them, as we set up here, they have the, the series in Miami against the Marlins team. They've really, as we talked about it yesterday, they've dominated the Marlins and the Nationals to their credit. So they've beaten up the bad mm-hmm. teams. Then at Atlanta for three, Toronto home here for two, Atlanta here for four. Mm. That stretch may determine a lot. Like yep. after that, they get Chicago and then it's Washington. And we don't know what Houston's going to mean at the end of the season because things might, might already be set from a seeding standpoint. But those, if you get through this Miami series where you take two or three or sweep, it's the Atlanta, Toronto, Atlanta stretch that really could determine everything. Whether you get into the playoffs for the first time in 11 years, if you're the two seed, if you're the three seed, whether you play potentially the Braves or the Mets or the division winner from the central it's it's a, there's a lot at stake over these 22 games and right now I believe aren't they even with the Braves uh, they've split the season series they, so far they are they six are and six or something like that yep if i'm not mistaken so right. now you you know it's funny the Braves last week had the lead in the division overtook the Mets briefly now they're back to a game and a half behind the Mets they've lost three in a row yeah they they so, they were on fire and they've yeah. cooled off now Yep. Yeah, but it's, uh, it's going to be interesting because uh, they know they know there's still that chance they can take that that uh, division. Yep. So there's going to be an extra sense of urgency in those seven games they're going to play against Philly. Yeah, and that's no who the Phillies pre- they, that's who they would play right now. The Phillies would play the Braves wow. if the season ended right now with the wow. way it's set up. Yeah, so that's kind of where things are right now. The Padres are in that third spot. Padres are two up on the Brewers. Yeah, uh, for that third spot. So it, as as it would end right now, if the season ended right now, Phillies would play the Braves. 
the Padres would play the winner of the NL Central. All right, mm. so that the Cardinals. So, yeah. So when you look when you look at this whole situation, I think you know we're, we're finally you know guys are starting to turn the corner now. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I mean, our, our two heavy hitters are coming back slowly but surely. Right. And I think that helps us helps us out a little bit. Oh, big That's time! It. They yeah. got a sense of urgency now. Yeah. Yeah. I think Harper hit a wall, and he's now he's kind of coming on the other side of it a little bit. I think right, that right, happened right. to him. I still wow. have concerns about the pitching. Still yeah, that's concerns. very valid. Uh, they've reinstated Eflin. They're okay. going to use him in this sort of hybrid role where sometimes he'll be in op- – they call it openers now, mm-hmm. where he'll pitch like the first three innings if, if need be. Um, or he could be a spot starter or he could be used out of the bullpen, which he hasn't done a whole lot in his career. Right. Um Sir Anthony Dominguez is back, and and there's going to be two more bullpens at least thrown by Wheeler to make sure he's completely good to go, but they like his progress. So they're pretty healthy, you know, all okay. things considered. Um, so that's where things are with the Phillies. Around baseball, Mike Trout, nobody's really noticed because the Angels are awful and, like, not paying attention to them. He's homered in seven straight games. I mean, that is a tough feat. How about during that stretch, seven home runs, ten runs scored, uh, a 1.648 OPS. Mm. He's being so wasted in Anaheim. His whole career is just being wasted. I feel so bad for South Jersey's finest. I don't. Um, I, what? He had a chance to go somewhere else. He could have left. He yeah, could have to a fault. He, yeah, but you know what? yeah, but you know what? Not just the money. It's the lifestyle also, Barrett. You know, some people get accustomed to a lifestyle. They've established themselves in an area. Look at you. You bounced around after you left Philadelphia, but you made this place your home. Okay, money here. It's money here because <laughs> and you got comfortable here. You know what I'm saying? Well, there's there's, there's no money in in, in San Diego. What, there is money where he is up in Anaheim. You're in Los, you're in Los Angeles. There's all kind of money there. Mm. All kind of money in that area, man. You what, they what? take too much. They, they take too much in taxes, bro. They, they do. Trout's yeah, not hurting for cash. I'm telling hey, hey, you, Rob Black, dude. When you're in that tax bracket, you don't care about <laughs> yeah, you're taxes. All right. You're not sweating <laughs> that stuff, yeah. man. He's I, mean, a, you got, you got I guarantee he doesn't know how much gas is. I guarantee right. you that. <laughs> you don't know how much a quarter of milk is? No. <laughs> what? How much Dude, meat got, is now? I can't, I can't get my wings anymore. Yeah. Oh, right, right, right. You got Beverly Hills, Redondo Beach, Laguna Beach. You got San Diego an hour and a half down the road, man. You got, I'm just saying, D-Gun. Well, I went down there for my uh, when I got my uh, CT uh, testing. Where? San Diego? Yes. And yeah. I was in Anaheim. Oh, yeah. And, okay. And... I went to the, I was just walking and um I was just walking by casually and this guy, you know, just started talking to me and um he and his wife and they were like, Yeah, this corner house right here. See, our house is right there behind yeah. it. But this corner house right here, it was probably nine hundred square, square feet. feet. Yep. And they wanted um nine hundred and eighty two thousand dollars for yes. it. Yes, yes. I, it's funny you should say that because I was on a flight five or six years ago, and anytime I get on the flight, I always buy National Geographic. They had a great article on the cost of housing in the San Francisco area, and they were talking about how a thousand square foot home started at nine hundred ninety five thousand. Yeah, and it looked like no, no grass, you know, it's like nope. just a small house. Oh, uh, and there's Nothing. no middle. There's no middle class. It, no. you're either you have to be loaded, or you're you. And I don't mean I'm not saying this. It, it, to be smart, you're li- you're you're basically homeless, or you or yep. you're you can't survive. But Bro, how you got to leave? People people were fighting about how how are people affording this stuff in California? I don't Bro, know. how's it like, possible? Like our kids, our kids, there's nothing for our you know our kids' age to have yeah. two and three jobs just to stay in the area. 
Oh yeah. Two yeah. and three jobs. Not just oh, yeah. two, but two and three jobs. Like this guy, he was a young guy. He was a Ubering. He said he Ubers. He said he may get three hours of sleep a day. He'd Uber, then he'd work at this grocery store, and then he did one more thing, and that's how he lives his life. He says there's no room to go out there and party. Mm -hmm. I'm paying bills to stay where I'm living. You know, I'm not getting ahead or anything like that. Yep. I'm not saving. I'm, he said I'm just existing right now. Yeah. yeah. Hey, I, I, will, I will say this, Barry. If I could, I'd move back to San Diego in a minute. I just love the city. I love the ambiance. It's a laid-back atmosphere. You There's can afford so it. Do. Huh? You can afford it. No, I cannot afford it. That's why I'm not living in San Diego right now, because I cannot afford it. You know, my wife always reminds me, you know, we were here. I was working for NBC in San Diego. She's from out there. And I let you talk me into moving across. Now, she's been a good trooper about me dragging her all over the country. But every time I go back out there, as soon as I get off the plane, I'm standing there in San Diego going, I cannot believe I left here. <laughs> I cannot believe I left this city. I got to imagine, and I, I grew up East Coast, so I know, I, like, but I got to imagine it's really hard. I know you you guys are Midwest. I, I mean, I'm going to talk about it from your wife's perspective or anybody else who grew up on the West Coast or down South. It's got to be hard to adjust yourself to cold weather in winter. It's got to be really hard to adjust. It is. Yeah. But here's the weird thing, Rob. I'm glad you brought this up because my wife grew up in a region in California. The, the, the temperature every day is the same as it is in Phoenix. Now, Phoenix is four hours away from where, where my wife's hometown is in California. So by March, it's already 101, 102, 98, 99, consistently where she's from. So when I decided to move her from San Diego to Milwaukee, when I got took a better job, I'm thinking, man, it's going to be a short marriage. It's going to be short. Because, you know, in Wisconsin, you're talking days minus 12, minus 15, yeah, two feet of snow. Do you know this woman to this day? I've told, I've told you guys this before. She has never owned a winter coat. That's She crazy. only wears sweaters. I'm That's telling you. crazy. She has never owned a winter. And we've lived in Milwaukee, Pittsburgh, and the Philadelphia area. She To this day, she has sweaters. Mm. But she's now, now me. I got parkas. Yeah, I got ski jackets. I hear I'm you. telling you, yeah. she. I cannot get this woman to put on a winter coat. She goes, it's too bulky, and it makes yeah. me sweat. She won't wait. She won't do it. God bless her, man. That's I awesome. Man. That's awesome. Um, Dodgers clinched a playoff spot. They've already locked uh, one in, so there's no surprise there with the with the way that they played all season. But the it's pretty good when you have it by you know just just outside of the first week of not even the second week of September. Yeah. You've already locked yeah. this thing up, but I mean, it's it's remarkable what they've been able to do. No surprise, but they come over overcome a lot of injuries too. But yeah, they, they have, have ninety seven wins already. Jeez, ninety seven and forty three. They're twenty and a half up on the Padres, who are seventy seven and sixty four. So that's uh that's a pretty impressive feat. And and, and, what, and and what the next uh, closest team in the National League to Mets with eighty nine is it? I believe it is. Well, yeah, next one. Yeah, absolutely. Mets have eighty nine. <laughs> the Cardinals have eighty three. You go to the AL. Houston's giving them a bit of a run for their money. Houston has yeah. 91 wins. Yeah, yeah. You know, that's pretty mm. impressive. Uh, and the Yankees have started off like a ball of fire at 85 wins. They're 85 and 56, but they've been a much different Dude, team. Dude, what, what has happened to the Yankees? Yeah. They were running away with that division. Right. Now they've let Toronto and Tampa Bay creep back up and, and given, given Toronto and Tampa Bay the notion we could win the division. Yeah, they, and they feel like they're ripe to get bounced early in the playoffs. They just feel like that team. Yes, the Yankees yes. Uh, and Judge, not like Aaron Judge has been ridiculous. He, it's not his fault, but uh, he hasn't had a lot of help. All right, uh, let me give you this on this date, and then we'll get into birthdays. The, on this date, 1985, Super Mario Brothers is released. 
What? Yes. <laughs> Seven years ago, baby. Yes. <gasps> and you know, Super Mario Brothers was born out of uh, Donkey Kong. Yes. Mario yep. was the little dude who go up the steps and hopping over the barrels and all the other stuff. So that's you know, smashing them and all that. That's where he came from. He was a spinoff, if you will. And who could have imagined that Mario Brothers would blow away Donkey Kong in terms of popularity? Yes. Nobody could have imagined that. Yep. Yep. Uh, was Mar- Mario Luigi. Was that his brother? Yep. Uh, Luigi. Uh, yep. Luigi. So that was uh, 85. All right. Birthdays. Uh, Tyler Perry is 53 years old. Mm. Uh, Peter Cetera, formerly of Chicago, the singer, is 78 years old. Uh, ben Savage, who's Fred Savage's brother, the actor, is 42. Uh, is, is it Niall or Neil Horan from uh, is it One Ooh. Direction or one of those bands? I don't know. He's a singer. I'm not sure. He's 29. Uh, Jacqueline Bissett is 78. Fiona Apple, the, act- the singer, is 45. Gene Smart, the actress, is 71. I don't have much else, man. There was not, not a stellar birthday day today. AJ McCarron, who's still a free agent, is 32. Okay, yeah, yeah, former quarterback. Matt, Matt Patricia's birthday is today. Ah. And 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 uh Rob, you being the baseball connoisseur that you are, Datsuke Matsu Zabi. Zaka, the yeah. pitcher. Yes. Who pitched uh pitched 23, 23 years professional. He was big over in Japan first. And then he, then came, he came to the United States. Yep. He was a... Uh, you said Fiona Apple. Uh, yeah. You know, Jacqueline Bissett, it's funny. You know, she's still acting? Uh, no. She was in a movie in 2021 called Birds of Paradise. I never I never heard of it and never saw it. Me neither. She's still acting. No. I can't I can believe it. Um, but she was she was she was hot back in the day. She was. She was yeah. Yep. Man. She was special. Yeah. Wasn't Lily Reinhardt a uh oh yeah, she's uh, pretty famous. Yeah, yep. that's a good it's one. Her birthday. Um, good one. Swiss Beats birthday today. Swiss, Swiss Beats. Beats. Swiss right. Beats. Yeah, that's right. Forty-four years old. That's right. Swiss. That's pretty strong. Yeah, yeah that's Swiss pretty Beats. Strong. And then, um, you know, that's about it. You already said ben. that's it. Yeah, movies, it. man, not non-existent. By the way, did I don't I had no idea. Man, maybe this speaks about me. Did you guys know? I know you. You probably know now. But did you know going into last night that the Emmys were on? No. The only way I knew they were on was because I saw it on Twitter. I'm like, wait a minute, on a Monday? Did they used to be on Sunday? Is it that buried? We missed one that, you know, shame on us. A birthday? Yes. Oh. Who? Milton Hershey. Oh. Oh. No kidding. That's bad. That's a bad bad miss. Yes. I mean, yes. he's, He's got a whole city after him. A whole, you know. Oh yes. yes, he's got his own area they, code. They, they employed a whole city, dude. Hershey, the Hershey World makes one of the best milk chocolates I've ever had in my life. It really does, bro. They um, like I, they you have... can smell it when you get near the factory. Oh man, yeah. Yeah. oh, oh it's so unbelievable. Weird. And then they like they have the uh, they have the schools up there. Yeah, and they give them a hundred percent of. Uh, I mean, they, the schools up there they have like three hockey fields. I mean, yep. uh, three yeah. hockey um, they ice have a lot rings. of ground. Yeah. I Dude, mean, you everything. Said, you said a high school football stadium they have mm-hmm. up there? Oh, my God. It's awesome. Are you, Unbelievable. Serious? Are you serious? Yeah. it's a, We used to – my daughter would play to- soccer tournaments up yes. there. Yes. Yes. And th- that later that day, they would shut down the park just for the, the kids participating in the soccer tournaments, and it was awesome. Like, you, you no would have question. just free reign, man. It Dude. was fun. It was fun. Have you been in that Hershey World Hotel they have there across from the, the – I the, heard it's yes. unbelievable. Oh, my goodness. When you come in – they give you a bar of uh, Hershey. No, they give you like a bag of like different her- uh, chocolates. 
Unbelievable, man. Oh, unbelievable. God. Unbelievable. Well, there's events up there that I do golf events for. Yeah. And they got two, they got two golf courses up there, but each one uh each of the two golf courses have two golf courts inside of them. They're like oh, yeah. two. Yeah. Two I mean, so it's four courses in all. Philly but, Iron lives right near there, yeah. And dude, says. they're Jolly Rancher slushes are to die for. <laughs> oh my goodness. I love the Jolly Rancher slushes, man. Oh my But there goodness. is something special just about that that chocolate, the Hershey chocolate taste, man. It's yeah. just Oh, like, what? It is and you go, hey, you can buy those bars like this oh, big. The big, the, the the big, big ones, the man. Big babies, just man. busting off little pieces all the time. Be Forget sick. It. Yeah, yeah. Here's, so here's another thing I love about you get all these different flavors of Twizzlers, lemon. Yeah. All these flavors you can't buy you in the can't store. Can't buy in the store. Yeah. Yes. Yep. Oh yep. my! You get them in the big bags. Yes. Oh my goodness. Oh man. my god. All right. Good way to end it. Yeah. Nice and starved. Yeah, just thinking about that. Um, all right. We're back at it tomorrow, guys. At the same time, want to thank Xander Kraus, our producer. We're thank all of you in the chat room, all of you listening, all of you streaming. But you don't want to go anywhere. We got a little sampling a little earlier. You got three hours of Dan Cilio coming up Big on Dan. the National Football Show. So tomorrow we'll turn our sights a little bit more to the Vikings, guys. We'll start looking ahead to what that matchup looks like. Barrett, we'll get some keys for you from you uh, for that game, uh, which is going to be a fun one on Monday night. Yep. Cannot wait. And we'll dig a little bit deeper into week two of the NFL schedule as well. All right, everybody, have a great rest of your Tuesday. Stay tuned for Dan. For Derek, for Barrett, I'm Rob. We will see you guys tomorrow. We are Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network. Go to get your game on. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the stakes and the stakes. Go to get your parlay on. Go to get your party on. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean. Visit theoceanac.com to plan your visit. Philadelphia fans were cut from a different cloth. Born into a brotherhood and bonded to our team for life. We believe anything is possible because we've witnessed the impossible. While we may be from different neighborhoods, come Sunday, we are one and we will be heard. Pondley Hockey, official partner of the Philadelphia Eagles. It's the number one news at 10 p.m. Action news on PHL 17. Join Shari Williams, Gray Hall, Deuces Rogers, and meteorologist Adam Joseph for all the big stories at a time that's right for you. Action news at 10 p.m. on PHL 17. I get scared sometimes. Of a lot of things. Joining in. Decisions. The dark. The dark. But I once heard someone say... But as I always say... It's okay to be afraid. As long as you face the fear. And keep moving forward. Wherever you are in life, count on the name trusted in insurance for over 80 years. Independence Blue Cross. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then 
place a $5 wager on any sport, you'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.